Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you are, and welcome to the 4Play podcast, episode number 46. My name is David, and I will be joined, as usual, by my fabulous co-hosts and music brothers, Alan, Darren and Mark. If you're not familiar with the setup of these shows, we pick a theme, and for each one, we then choose four songs or albums related to that theme. And today's show should be a slightly different from usual, as we are going to confess to four music guilty pleasures. In case you're wondering about hearing the songs that we discuss, unfortunately we can't include them in the podcast, but we will include them in a Spotify playlist, which I will include a link for in the show notes, and also on our Facebook page called 4Play Music. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, good to see all three of you. It's been too long. Two weeks is too long. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. How's everyone? Oh. How's everyone doing? Daz, Daz, you're uh, you're in yeah. good form there. You've got holidays coming up, school holidays. I have, and I, they're much, much needed. I've got one more day to go tomorrow, and two weeks off, which I am really looking forward to. So I'm sure there'll be lots to do as always, but yeah, just need a break. But I'm all right. I'm all right. Looking forward to this. This is going to be an, an interesting one. I think for many reasons. Oh, you're just... right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marky Mark, like... t- tell us about you. You're sporting a. A t-shirt that your daughter gave you for Christmas? Yeah, Grace gave me this for Christmas. It's Paul McCartney and Wings, and uh, oh. he actually does come up um, tonight. And uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, oh, the bloody Beatles alert. again. Guilty pleasure. So, yeah, yeah she, uh, she was very, very kind. She got me this t-shirt, Paul McCartney and Wings, and she got me an album as well. So oh. um, I was very chuffed with that. Um. That was back then. But she had COVID, you see, uh, over Christmas. Oh. So I didn't get them until January. And what's 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 actually very worrying is um, the first T-shirt, kind of band T-shirt she got me was an XXL. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Queen one. It, it still drowns me. But this is an XXL as well. And um, it's not drowning me. Oh. It's not snug. It's not they, snug. They make them small these days, Mark. That's yeah, I, yeah. Um, I, I, well, but I, I have to emphasize, it's not snug. Let's it's just still, say it's not hanging yeah. off you. <laughs> so that's that's a concern. But uh, yeah, good good to be with you, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. I keep saying it. Oh, this one's going to be a belter, and you're so much better than the audience from last week, <laughs> or whatever Bruce Forsyth used to say. <laughs> yes, he did say that. Yes. Mm, yes. When I went to see him, he actually did say that. Yep. And, oh, go on. And I've a, a big call out uh, to the taxi driver. Um, well, Craigie, Sean, Sean Megan. Um, I have to say this before before I start, before I forget his name. Lovely, lovely guy. And I was telling him about my podcast. So, Sean, if you're listening in, um, this one's for you, pal. This one's for you. I hope I see you soon again. And it wasn't the braids. It's Baird Avenue. It's braids. It's not Baird Avenue. <laughs> I took a wrong turn at the lights, and I was like, "Where the hell are you going?" He says, "Oh, not a road works up by yours." I'm like, uh, "No." He, he got it right in the end. Fair play, good man. I bet he's changing his occupation already. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no. He um he put the boot to the board when he realised uh, we're going the wrong way. So fair play, and I uh, hope to see him again soon. I'm never driving another passenger like him again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
And Alan, good evening to you. You're sporting. Bloody podcast, he was. <laughs> What's that? What's that? The, the, the taxi driver was saying, this lad was going on about some bloody podcast. What do I know about bloody podcast? <laughs> wow. Okay, he's going to switch wow. off now, isn't he? That's it. Yeah. 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 Especially with that accent. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, well, hi. Well, you're welcome. You're, you're sporting a nice new Stranglers t-shirt. Yeah, I treated myself to this saying as I didn't actually go uh, see them live um, for one reason or another, even though I had a ticket. Uh, but I decided I wanted to get a new T-shirt. Uh, so I've treated myself to a nice cover of the No More Heroes cover oh, album. So nice. And you, the logo is written in a top font that oh, you right. don't see anywhere apart from this album. Uh, so. Yeah. Great, but yeah, Daz, I must say, you, you're looking very suntanned. Oh, thank you very much. I've been outside a little bit. Yeah, it's as if you've come off some kind of, um, you know, you've been on safari. <laughs> that, well, only as far as Newton Abbott, which I don't think counts, but yeah. just the, the back garden at school. We've had a nice bit of sun this last couple of weeks, and yeah, yeah, I can't shoot a bit yeah. better than I used to. I used to just be pale all year round, but all oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it is getting dark. I'll put my light on in a minute because yeah. I won't be you won't be able to see me in a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well yeah, good evening everyone. Good evening. Uh, from, uh, the sun's going down in Luton. Not that anybody cares, but anyway. <laughs> could be a lyric in that. Yeah. 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 It could be. It could it's be. It's like uh, I've seen the lights go down on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's something like that, yeah. And I had a interesting, or a great weekend last weekend. Um, it was my birthday, and it happened that the I was supposed to have seen a couple of weeks ago. Claire and I were going up to see um, Bob Harris and Danny Baker. Would have been Class. would have been three weeks ago, and that got postponed until my birthday. So that was great. And what was even better was that I, I tweeted Bob and. Danny beforehand and uh, Bob Harris picked up the tweet and when they came on stage uh, first thing he did was to wish me a happy birthday which which was brilliant. which was brilliant and the sort of this, the show is split in two halves and it's for the people who aren't familiar with these two guys they're um, involved in the music business in in the UK Bob Harris probably number 3 DJ that we've ever had in the U- in in the UK oh he's a legend Total legend. Whispering Bob. Whispering Bob. Um, and you've got him and you've got Danny. So DJ, he used to host the Old Grey Whistle Test for many, many a year. Um, yeah. And there's Danny Baker, who was an, and used to work for the NME. He's been involved in lots of different things. I think he did the first documentary on, uh, on ITV about, um, uh, about heavy rock. And I seem to remember that he was talking about a famous Birmingham band, which I think I can cue up Alan to do an accent of Ozzy Osbourne. On the... <laughs> Osbourne. Oh, Christ. Ozzy. Yes, Ozzy. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and... Uh, <laughs> so, that, uh, so the show was good, split in two halves, and in the second half they read out some questions, and... 
I think I only got as far as reading out two questions, but thankfully mine was was one of the two that was read out. So I'll ask you the question if you if you know if you have an answer for it. Is um, of all of the people that you've met, so we're talking about music or anyone, who who do you have a man crush on? And I'm going to give you. Oh, gonna, that's easy. I'm going to give you their answers. First of all, uh, Danny Baker didn't go with a musician, but he went with Richard E. Grant. All right. Okay. Yeah. And then Daz, listen, that. listen to this one. So, Bob Harris, his man crush of all the people he's met is Lucas Nelson, who, who of course, your ex-sister-in-law nominated his album as one of the uh, Hollywood 100. So, in fact, Mark, you've got this in your in your uh, virtual collection. I do indeed. I yeah. do indeed. And uh, I've listened to it, and it's excellent. Did he give a reason why he chose Lucas Nelson? Yeah, yeah. And he said he'd, he'd met him a number of times. I think Lucas's band backs Willie Nelson when he tours. And he says when you meet him, he's just got that much charisma, personality. It just when he's there, you just get drawn to him straight away, which says uh, something given all of the people that he would have met over the the decades. You can you can tell from my decor who my man crushes on, and uh, there's a photo of me when I was eleven sitting on his knee. So is that um, Freddie Mercury? That was, uh, no. It's the one Bowen. It was uh, the Belfast boy George George, the best best. Oh, yeah. George no. Georgie best. Man crush since I was eleven, and um, absolute legend. And I'd, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Michael Palin as well. If I had to come, if if I had to reincarnate myself, I would come back as Mister Palin. You actually met him? No, no, that's uh, that's. So I'm doing your thing this week. I am not <laughs> reading the rules, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've met Michael, Michael Palin twice now. Oh, I'd love to. Well, well so Saturday in Waterstones and then at Plymouth Station the next day. Ah, uh, right. So, yeah. strictly speaking, I mean, I, I met him at the King's Hall in Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> he was doing a he was doing a talk, but I was I was about five hundred feet away from him in the in the Grand that's Circle. Close that's so, close enough. So that was that's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> but I have I've, I've, I have been up close and personal with the late great George Best. Oh. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mine's a footballer. Go on then. Gary Lineker. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, right. When I met him at uh, London St Pancras International Station, we were, I've said, I think I've said before, won tickets to go and see the Champions League final between Arsenal and Barcelona uh, from buying a pack of Heineken beer. And any, anyway, I went with my lad and uh, we're in there, the WH Smith, you know, as you do, mulling around. And uh, Matthew said, Gary Lineker. I said, oh God. Tongue tied. Have you got a pen? So, oh, you can get, 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 get
I don't know. We went all over the shop. You were in Smith's. You got loads of pens. We were in a station. Yeah. And uh, and in the end, he said, um, he said, oh, oh, he said, uh, oh, do you want an autograph or not? <laughs> Got, got that, 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 that totally reminds me of, uh, of my brother, uh, if, he, if he is a listen. Uh, my brother did a very, very kind thing for me. I'd obviously gone to university, to uh, to Dundee, to Scotland, and uh, he knew I was a massive, massive fan of Billy Connolly. And I never had the fortune of meeting Billy Connolly, but my brother met him on Royal Avenue. David knows the place well, in Belfast. And uh, Billy was just having a wee, a wee stroll, a wee saunter up Royal Avenue. My brother met him didn't have a pen or paper and this is what he did my brother said oh could you just just hang on and uh, there was a shop I came out and I still have the signature on a strip of paper in crayon <laughs> can only get a crayon I don't know what Brilliant. but no whenever Gary comes on the telly you know match of the day my daughter or Matthew will start going <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I think I broke up there. Did I break up there? Oh, we were. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. It, it was natural. It was a natural pause point. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Billy Connolly still got his autograph in crayon. And uh, he waited for my brother. He must have waited a few minutes. And uh, my brother, for my Christmas, he, he gave me this strip of paper with uh, Mark, took to Mark, all the best, but the big yin. And uh, there you go. Amazing. In I, crayon. I, I worked with someone when I was in Belfast who... It's me. I, I worked with someone in Belfast who was in the, the Hilton. She stopped over at the Hilton uh, with, her, with her husband. That's a Hilton by the waterfront. And, oh, yeah, um, the Lagan one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And they had to uh, phone reception because their next-door neighbour was playing away, making playing music really loudly. And so they, the hotel obviously sent someone up, and it was Billy Connolly, Billy Connolly, who was rehearsing on his banjo. Class. And he's, I tell you what, he's, he was great. I mean, he played for a band called the Humble Bums with um, Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And we he, brought it back around to music. Shall we do, see, shall we do see a podcast? What I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> No, no, see what David did. <laughs> David reeled it back in. Um, guys, we're going to do tonight, um, just quick heads up, this is episode number 46. So, oh my God. Wow. We're near, we're near the half century. Yeah. Yeah. But not so sure if we're going to make it. We've been, been there for, uh, for four or five of them, really. Well, I think, I think you know, for, for people like Sean, who are new to the... Um, the podcast they won't know any better because, yeah well he has to know the origins of it and, and we started this after just after the first lockdown didn't we we did yeah 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 it was episode 46 yeah uh, we we still have people actually listening to this shit yeah we've done all right haven't we? I, I think we're yeah. finding new people to replace the originals who've just given up on us now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true Actually, I'll do a shout out to a few new listeners. My uncle, Graham. Graham started listening to us. And my cousin, Laura, and her, um, well, husband-to-be, Lloyd. So, oh, yeah, brilliant. Oh, guys. Yeah. 
I hope you've got a heart. Active on our Facebook group the last week or two as well, which is great. Good man. I hope you've got a heart. A heart? <laughs> for the big day. Uh, I thought you meant to tip to them for listening. <laughs> oh, if we're doing shout outs, we need to give a shout out to our new listeners in Chile. There's more than one. Listeners. I think this is going to be a really interesting one because we have all come up with some music guilty pleasures and I'm thinking to myself that a lot of songs that we're going to or albums we're going to come up with some people are going to really love they won't actually see them as guilty pleasures no no and I think the four of us are going to find the same as well I think yeah possibly possibly yeah possibly yeah so no rules I on this one. Alcohol free. Well done. And also from Cronenberg, sixteen sixty four. And Eddie Alpha. Catra. He said like a proper Nurinyok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guilty pleasures, guys. So I think we yeah. probably well any anything as far as I'm concerned is something that you you would have been embarrassed at the time to tell people that you liked or enjoyed in its simplest terms. Yeah. Um, I've got to hear Alan's first. You know what? I was going to ask Alan if he'd be so kind as to lead us off. Yeah, I will, certainly. Um, <clears throat> well, when I'll start with this band. I think that really they... Um, I'm pretty sure they were... They had like a... You know when... Morecambe and Wise. I say Morecambe and Wise. I want to uh, maybe, but somebody who would in in, uh, in the seventies, uh, late seventies, would have. It might have been. Um, think about it. Uh, the two Ronnies. So they, in those days, they tended to do like a midweek show, may a Wednesday between eight and nine. You'd have the two Ronnies, and at some stage there would be a musical interlude, and this band seemed to have. You know the whole series, and what they did would play a song. Of I think probably at that time now I look back off the, on the new album, and, I, and, I, and every time I, they played, you know they they would play a different song each week, and I thought bloody hell, this is actually you know it's quite good. You know, <laughs> I quite like the musical traditional like the the arrangements and things like that. I mean, to me, I didn't really know what sort of style it was, but. Um, uh, but I, but I knew that um, I knew that I, I liked it, but I then what I couldn't really lay it, let out to my friends at the time because it was like seventy seven, maybe seventy seven, seventy eight, when I was just getting into punk and you know those sort of bands. But to admit that I liked the band called the Manhattan Transfer would have been a little bit um, you know well. So, um, but anyway, so that's the band. And the album that, I, that, that that they were actually playing at that time, the two Ronnies, was a band was a track an album called Pastiche, and it's called Bingo. Blink the neck. I happened to go into Woolies one day, and there's the album, and it's and it's there, and um, there's the album cover. But not only is it the album. But it's also a lovely. <laughs> you didn't get it like that but in those days. Orange coloured vinyl. I mean, you wow. never saw albums like that in those days. 
No. Look at that. That was this came in orange vinyl. So you can imagine now where my fetish for coloured vinyl, you know, you know, sort of started. But it, but it wasn't an aspect, but I mean the music was great. Um and um uh, I mean there was some they did now I know they, they were they were doing, you know, a lot of cover versions written by, you know, great composers and that and uh, you know some traditional songs um who was a chanson d'amour by that wasn't on that album that was on brazilian 66 on, or something. yeah it must be on it um well i yeah i had heard chanson d'amour because i think was that 76 77 is that, that that's one? the one, yeah. Oh, I can't stand that tune. Yeah. Brilliant. It fits well, a category it, well, then. Oh, yeah. God, it's yeah, awful. I knew, I knew that because the girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, uh, Wendy Sean. Yeah, at the time, no wonder she was dumb. Yeah. Um, she, she really loved it. Uh, but, yeah, great album. And, but the, 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 the standout track on here is called uh, Je, Je Voulais, in my best friend's, Je Voulais, to dear qui je t'attends. I still don't know what that means. David, but... do. I, I think you just bastardized it enough. I want to tell you. I want to say to you, Juvile to dear, I want to say to you, what's the rest of it? That's it. Je voulais. I'll wait for you, I think. I'll wait for you. And, and Dave, oh, right. you're making notes. That's the track I'd like you to put on uh, Spotify. <laughs> that particular track. It's the only one they do in French. Yeah, so the title is just, I, I wanted to... I wanted to tell you that I'm waiting for you, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, on A T T E N D. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, there's some great songs on here as well. And then little did I know when I met uh, Julie, my current, my, my current oh, wife, my current own, wife. Oh, oh, the current Mrs. Oh, it's all slipped out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Honor of Julie sitting there behind you, going right. And she's got a cop. She had a copy of it as well. She wasn't oh, friends here, with. Listen, she'll be, get, she'll well. be getting she'll be getting half your vinyl collection, mate, in about six yeah, months. So anyway, there's some other great tracks on here. I won't go into, but uh, you know, having Brilliant. them bought, then I've obviously picked up other albums since that I've not admitted about. For example, there's another copy of that. Oh. There's another copy of it. Oh. Uh, which, uh, um, and then I've also picked up uh, from. Uh, another album and another album and, an yeah. and so it goes on. Mecca for Modern, that was another good album. Um, so the man transfer, I think, Chanson de Moore's on this one. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're great. Um, I think just a few years ago, um, the, the guy used, um, uh, uh, for, you know, just to explain for people who don't, who've never heard of this band. So explain to Darren. Girls. I don't think he knows who they are. They're, they're two girls. No. They're two blokes. 
they they just do they're, they're almost singing like barbershop style but you know there is um, music as well yeah um they're great um the group the, the guy here i think is really behind it he's the um, the guy with the hat on there tim hauser unfortunately i think he died not so long ago uh maybe in the last couple of years but they're a great band and um yeah so um well i'm kind of in back but i'm a secret manhattan transfer fan this one wow yeah. okay um i confess to having had a couple of cassettes of theirs my parents love them i think we used to have some lodgers um my dad used to work for air france and used to let out one of the rooms normally for people who'd come over from uh, from france who are doing a stage doing a sort of six months or 12 months um which worked out normally worked out really well and one of the guys uh jean-jacques he he started playing that music and it gave me a sense of credibility with him liking it but i would never admit it to anyone that i like them um mm -hmm. but fantastic I, I didn't realize they were on these uh, as you said it was on any other shows i, I think i'd seen them yeah, on a few i'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was the two ronnie's or i don't think it was wasn't morecambe and wise i'm pretty sure it was the two ronnie's um i could be wrong but i definitely remember seeing them and that when yeah. i saw that in orange vinyl Wow, <laughs> that's where it all started. On there, and that track stayed with me for ever since. Whatever it means. Beautiful. Yeah, and they sing it in French, and the girls are, you know, really, you know, good looking as well. To um, parler luton. Yeah. Very good. Au <laughs> revoir. <laughs> okay. Let... Yeah. Sorry to all our French listeners. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, je m'excuse. <laughs> Hello, Luton. Time to move on. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Who? Uh, Mark, you normally get pushed to the back. Why don't you have a go? I do. I do. It's the story of my life getting pushed to the back. Yes. What was me? Right. I. Do you know? I. I I've done a bit of an Alan thing here. Um, so I'm thinking, well, no, no, I was thinking um, songs are artists that I would, um, I loved, but um, I wouldn't admit. And this kind of, actually, the choices that I made today or yesterday um, actually involve this one guy, and I'm wearing coincidentally the t-shirt, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. So uh, the band formed in, in 1971 after the, the demise of the, the, the great, fantastic, the, the Beatles. And, um, well, what can you say? He started out with Linda McCartney, obviously fell very, very much in love with her. Uh, they got married. They had a couple of albums, I think Ram, and, and I can't remember the other one, but Ram was one of them. I think it was eponymous, uh, wasn't it? It was Paul McCartney. It was eponymous. It was just McCartney or something, yeah. wasn't it? McCartney one, two, and three. McCartney, two. yeah. And then, and then what happened after that? They met up with uh, the Moody Blues guitarist Denny Lane and a guy called Joe English, Jimmy McCulloch, and uh, they they formed the band Wings. And this is this is where I'm I'm, I'm kind of slowly getting to this. 
when I heard Wings initially, it was obviously through my mum my and dad. And I heard songs like Silly Love Songs, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. The, the, the best song, one of the best songs ever written. It's in my top three of all time, Band on the Run, as is the album. Just love it. But uh, they came up with the name Wings on the back of the birth of their second daughter, Stella, who's now a very famous um, fashion designer. And what happened was it they was touching the beer as well. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You're, you're just broken my flow there, mate. Right. Yeah, so they, they came up with the, the name Wings based on uh, complications. Uh, Linda was in, in, in labour and they could have lost both of them. They could have lost the child and, and Linda. And uh, thankfully, they, they both came out of it um, alive and well. And McCartney decided to, to rename the band Wings because, you know, Wings of an Angel and thought well, it was an angel looking down. So this segues into the song that I absolutely loved in my youth. As the years went by, people just didn't like it at all. And it is, it's called um, We All Stand Together, otherwise, oh, otherwise known as the Frog Corpus. And I just, I just love it. I just love it. It, it, it uh, came out in 84. I would have been 11 years old. I remember the video and it, video had just taken off in what, 81, 82 with MTV. And I was, I was, I was completely mesmerized by the video and the gentility of it all and uh, how it appealed so much to, to childhood. And he wrote this song for Stella. Uh, you can't fault it. McCartney, he's written belter songs like Hey Jude and you know, Get Back and, oh God, the, 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 the list is endless. And then he can just pen the paper, put something together for his beautiful daughter and write something like that. And I, I just think what I would do, what I would give to write something like that for my own daughter and, um, and, and, and you know, pay, pay homage to um, not just her, but childhood and how kids think. And there was, there was a guy, what's his name? I've got his name here, who um, helped him, um, you know, do all the, um, no, the, Rupert. The, the, the anime. <laughs> what was his name? Rupert. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Rupert got involved there as well. But there was a there was a guy who got involved with it, um, who did the animation. Right. Um, his name Jeff Dunbar. That's that's what his name was. Sorry, I took a bit of a blank there. And they, they did a lot of this, the animation around Rupert the Bear and all, all the, obviously the frogs and the, the butterflies and what have you. Great tune. Um, people will slag you off for it if you say you like it. It's a bit like Mullican Tire, right? So I, I love Mullican Tire. I played that endlessly. Um, the B-side was Girls' School. It was one of the few 45s that I loved out of my dad's collection. Played it in an old player that could play 17, 33, 45, and 78 speed. And Mulligan Tire reminded me of my granddad Kennedy, actually. But um, yeah, Wings and Paul McCartney tended to come out with some fantastic songs that were commercially very, very successful. 
uh, but some people, for some people, it was like Marmite. So the frog chorus goes in, wings go in, and the frog chorus go in, even wow. though wings didn't do the frog chorus, but that goes in as my first one. Yeah. Yeah, I always found this song unusual. Um, <laughs> what year What year did it come out? 84. So you and I would have been about 11, yeah. 10, yeah, 11, yeah. 11, 12. And I, I kind of, I was aware of the Beatles and Paul McCartney at that age, but I, I wasn't captivated by the, the song or the video. But now you've explained it, <laughs> it mm. does make a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get the feeling and the you know emotion behind writing it. And yeah, it makes sense. I just thought it was strange. I, I can't really put my finger on why. I probably walked around going, bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> I'm sure I did that. But yeah, good choice. I think it was a Christmas single, wasn't it? I was going to say, is there, it's in the charts that long. Yeah, I think Christmas. I know it's been released a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, record store. I'll tell you what, I would buy it again. I would buy it. There's a picture disc for record store day. Yeah. Yeah. You pick one up, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, you pick one up, Mark. Because I think I remember it. That's why I said Rupert, because I think the picture disc is in the shape of Rupert Bear's head. Yeah, yeah, he, no, it's a full format. Yeah. Wasn't the video, was it, was the video kind of half animation and... Yeah, yeah, it was part animation and part McCartney. Sort of like blowing butterflies away, I think I can see him doing that. Yeah. Or a butterfly landing on Rupert the Bear's nose or something like that. Uh, yeah, and the, and, and the frog and the, and the frog going down the river on the lily pad yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah, which I guess was really clever at the time. Yeah, it need... was, well, and that's uh, you know you hit the nail on the head there, Darren, because um, you had very very simplistic videos back, well, with the exception of say Dire Straits, yeah. you know, Money for Nothing, McCartney, as 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 he always did, he um he, he just raised it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was cartoon even then, you know, it's, uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, Money for Nothing that was a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Apologies to to the listeners, but that's going in as my <laughs> my first song that, that I uh, admit to loving, but I'm sure other people would give me a an absolute roasting with. Oh, I think I think we should have a rule tonight that we don't need to apologise for our guilty pleasures. You're right, you shouldn't, True. but it doesn't mean that others yeah. don't like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. After saying exactly what I just said to Mark, I'm really sorry I've chosen this, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not really. And so I've gone for, um, it's a gig that, well, a band, I went to their gig. It was the first gig that my eldest son had been to at Powderham Castle. So it was his first gig. I took him there. And I think if you picture the scene, so you're at school, you're maybe 13, 14 years old, and there's always that teacher that you've got this real crush on. Um, be it male or female these days, but there's a teacher that you really, really, really fancy. Um, but some people would write a song about that sort of thing. So I've gone for a band that um, they're kind of a rock pop combo free piece, if you like. Um, they don't like to be called a boy band, but they have been many a time. Uh, they formed in 2000, year 2000, South, in Southend, Southend on Sea. They released four albums over their time and sold five million records. Um, and these guys were called James Bourne, Matt Willis, and Charlie Simpson. 
otherwise known as busted. So um, I'm I'm a little bit proud and a little bit maybe embarrassed to be a busted fan, but but they are real feel good guys. Yeah, feel good band, feel good that feel. Yeah, it's just great to listen to. Um, the songs are really catchy, really really catchy. They grab you straight away if you if you know them. Um, they've had songs such as Air Hostess, Crash the Wedding, Who's David, Year Three Thousand. But um, their big initial one was That's What I Go to School For. That was a big hit, which was a bit, arguably, a bit stalker. I think one of the band, I can't remember which one it was, might be Matt Willis up in a tree, <laughs> spying in to see his um, school teacher get changed. And, <laughs> okay. uh, but they were brilliant. And I think that was on the first album. I think it was their first single, in fact. But arguably the second album that they made, was a lot better than the first one. I think they came with age a bit. Um, Splits up here in 2006 after a few albums and six years. And then came back in 2016. Charlie Simpson said he would never, ever rejoin Busted. Um, he tried, well, he didn't try. He had quite a successful rock band, a band called Fight Star. Um, James and Matt went off and had solo careers, or James was in a band called Son of Dork as well, who did all right. They didn't do too badly. Um, and I just think they were a really, really feel-good band. And even now, if I'm DJing or I'm at a disco and one of them comes on, it's great. And even the younger generation like them as well still. So there you go. That's it. Short and sweet. I've gone for Busted. Yeah, I saw them live. Uh, probably 2016, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there was, um, uh, I think it was, them. I think it was the, them, and they were supporting McFly. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, yeah. they joined forces for a while, didn't they? Um, McBusted. McBusted, yeah. yeah. And they had yeah. a couple of members from each band before they reformed, I think, but yeah. But uh, yeah, it was in a local thing in the park. Um, in um, in in Amptill, they have a thing called Amptill Rocks. Okay. Uh, and and the so yeah, just went along for the crack really, and uh, yeah, they were okay. Uh, loads, you know, kids as say dance in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, the next year they were so much better. They had the Human League, you know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's all right. They're all right. Yeah, I've never really, you know, I've, I've never really not told people I quite like them. And also, it's not something I, I don't play it every weekend. It's something that'll go on very occasionally, maybe once a year, you know. And yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what guilty pleasures are, I think. Yeah, now and again. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's such a guilty pleasure that I refuse to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just after tonight or just generally? No, generally. No, I've never taken myself to, to listen to them. No, uh, ah. I, I, I might, I might after this, Darren, just for oh, you. Oh. But uh, hey, I, put on, crash the wedding, or that's what I go to school. Oh, just when I when I see the when I, when I see the name, and I probably, you know, I'll hear some of the songs and tap my foot to it or whatever. But oh, I'd never, I'd, I'd never spend a penny on their music. <laughs> so no one's asking. It's your, it's your, it's your guilty pleasure, Paul. To be fair, though, I, I'm not sure I've ever spent a penny. 
I think I picked the albums up in a charity shop many years ago on CD. I certainly haven't bought them on vinyl. So, yeah, that's the thing about these. It's not, I don't think any of these, well, some of them might be, but certainly mine, have I bought them on vinyl? Yeah, a little bit, but not, not busted. Some of my later choices, I might own a bit of vinyl. But it's not about that for me, these choices. It's interesting. Oh, no, what year were they formed? Were they formed in the 2000, 90s? I think. 2000, right, yeah. 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 Are they, are they still on the go? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think they might have gone off the boil a little, little bit, not be doing so much, but I think they're still together officially. God, I sound like my old man. Are they still on the go? <laughs> they're probably doing a 90s tour type thing, or oh, a 2000 yeah. tour type yeah. thing, or maybe at, you know, Butlins or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they're still making money. Oh, I bet they are. I bet they're doing all right. In fact, yeah, Matt Willis, I was due to see Matt Willis in um, Waitrose in Torquay in a couple of weeks' time, but he's... Waitrose? No, wa- <laughs> Waitrose, the musical. That's oh, what Roddy said. Not Waitrose. Yeah, but he's not, he's not doing that Don't meet him in, a, in Waitrose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Play the meat counter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not doing that now, but he, so he is—he is sort of um, treading the boards as well at the moment. So they're all doing doing all right. Yeah. And he's married to um, what she used to be called was it Emma Griffiths from MTV. Emma Willis now, the mm-hmm. presenter who you might know, but they've been married for a long time, I think. Now, oh, she was on something like night, wasn't she? Last night. Yeah, it's been on something like. Oh, I don't. Know. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, she's on a lot. She does a lot still. Yeah. The, the, young, the young people seem to like them. <laughs> oh, thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. it's, in, it's me then. Um, Turned you all into silence. So over to David. <laughs> I, I have a recollection of someone giving me this, this artist's cassette tape um, when we worked in Edinburgh, guys. I think it was. I think it was Mr. Chapel. Uh, I'm not it sure. <laughs> and I can't remember what excuse he gave for giving it to me. But if I tell you, it had the likes of "I Write the Songs," "Can't Smile Without You," "Mandy." Oh God! I'm going to go. I was looking. At, I was I, looking at him earlier I'm, on. I'm going big. I'm going yeah. Barry Manilow and Copacabana. <laughs> oh, what a tune to be fair. Day, well, well, well. <laughs> she was a showgirl. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I've always enjoyed the the tunes. I don't think I've ever bought anything of his, uh, but I can't stop my foot tapping away when when he comes on. Um, I. I I'm not sure who goes to see this guy who spends the money on it on on him, but you know what? It's a good tune. More women. Clearly, yeah, they should be um, they should be given therapy. Uh, he puts on a show. I mean, he I, I, he used he to do does. a big big residence, didn't he? A long long residence in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Do Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's great. Fight. To be honest, I think I can remember he, uh, just a couple of years ago he was doing some special on telly. You're right. He uh, was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was doing he's, something. He's, and, he's uh, one of those... I'm not going to really enjoy this. 
and I kind of I was singing to nearly every nearly every song, you know, like Mandy and this, you know, you yeah. know, reel them off. They're bloody good songs. I mean, you can't knock him. He's a consummate professional, and he does get the crowd going. And, and you know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, uh, it does. Yeah. It does get the crowd of a certain age and a certain gender going, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. And and I, I have to I have to say, yeah, hats off to him, um, because I was looking at some of the take that songs tonight because I was back for back for good, and relight relight my fire was a I believe a Bar Barry Manilow, um, written yeah. song. Yeah, it was. Oh, did he write? And I thought th there's actually, yeah, I think he wrote "Relight My Fire." And uh, yeah, Lulu. Oh, was that not? Yeah, yeah, Lulu sang it along with "Take That," but I, I do believe that Manolo wrote it. Okay. And he's a, he's a bit like Prince, you know. He fires off all these songs and lyrics, um, and uh, hands them off to people. He's a, a massively talented guy, and for some of the sell out Vegas and wherever else he goes yeah. and to be going for so long. He's doing something right. So hats off to him. And it is it is it is twee, it's cheesy. Yeah. And um it's worthy of a listen. Well I mean particular song, yeah. I mean it's it's a, a belt it can up. be quite a bit drawn out affair when it's played live, you know. Really strings it out. Which is, I quite like it for that because you know, you know I like yeah. it on record. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you? I think it might have been. Could it be magic? You're thinking of Mark, wasn't it? That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. It's could it be magic? I was just about to. I was about to Google it there, but you beat yeah, me to it. They perform that with him as well. I think. If you saw yeah, it. could it be magic? And I mean, that's a that's a cracking song as well. I mean, yeah. Well, I I, I could say, but not not on this episode. That take that are probably one of my um, one of the bands that I wouldn't freely admit. To my friends, to, that I I um I wouldn't say I liked them, not, not half as much as Wings. But when you look back at their back catalogue, absolutely fantastic. In the nineties, though, when I was massively into like hard rock and uh, mainstream rock, yeah, and then and then you turn around and say, well, oh, I do like a bit of Take That. People would be looking at you going, no, I don't think yeah. so. What's all this about? You're you're just trying to endear yourself with the girls because take that the girls love take that. They were they they were an epic band. They were really really good. Barlow is a fantastic really singer songwriter. Yeah, great song singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Can't do his voice. I think Back for Good is one of the best ballads yeah. written in the last thirty years. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, your lipstick marks are still on my coffee cup. Well, let's let's oh, not talk about it now. Let's not talk about it now. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, my clandestine, my clandestine trip done. to to Newton Abbott has just been blown. <laughs> yeah, we've done our usual, haven't we? And gone for old Mary Bamelo on to take that somehow. No, I got to go back to Mary. I, I call that's why I call him Mary Yeah, Bamelo. we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, that's how he's known. Yeah. But, I think uh, Charlotte, I think Charlotte, my daughter, when she was in the States not so long ago, I think she went to see him and he was really, really good. Okay. Really, really good, yeah. I um, remember my, my mum used to play, I'm sure it was him. Was it Bermuda Triangle? Was that one of his? 
the movie the trial. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, from, from yeah. yeah, my mum used to play that one. That was a good tune. Try it from my angle. Yeah. Tell you what, when he dies, we'll all be saying we loved him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a sad thing about human society. It takes for someone to pass away oh, for us all to pay them, him or her, the compliment yeah. that they deserved. The four play podcast has recognized him. Yeah, 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 we have. We certainly have. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're good listening, choice, Mar- good choice. <laughs> right. If you're, well, is is <laughs> if you're listening, Marie Bonello, just <laughs> by virtue of the fact that you said that, it'll be it'll be um, switching off. I'm sure he. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't like his name buggered up with. I don't know what his name is. Harry Webb's on my list tonight. Okay. Well, we can wait for him. There's a clue. We're giving spoilers tonight. <laughs> Gary Webb. What? Human, what? As in... Um, no, you can't say it. No, this is for... Yeah, this is for people who know who Harry Webb was. We all know who he is. Was. Yeah. He is. He is. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's move on uh, back to Alan then. You can give Me. us your second choice. We just reach over. Now, I don't really know... <clears throat> two properly two songs by this band and i think that the second one is more uh maybe well known than i don't know i don't know um this is got quite quite a nice start to it it goes uh ding 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 ding, and then you get um, it's like a, a, a lady's making an announcement, and uh, it's it's she's making out that um, uh, she's not at a train station, she's not at a railway station, she's not a train railway station, she's not at an airport, she's not uh, you know in the you know a port or something like that. It's actually out in somewhere in outer space, and it's it's talking about um, like these vehicles are leaving one planet to go to another planet, and it's ding ding ding. Hello, darling. Ding 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 ding. ding. Start coming in. Has anybody got it yet? No. No. So um, the band is they're known as the Ra Band. And, oh, all right. That uh, yeah. that fought for the uh, the um, the freedom of the six counties of the north of Ireland. The Ra Band. It could be a different Jerry one. Jerry Adams, Martin, Martin McGuinness, boys like that. I don't think Martin, Martin McGuinness on the drums. One. I think this is oh, a different. Right. Yeah, different Ra Band because the oh. RA the R the the Ra stands for <laughs> Richard Anthony Hewson. Never heard of him. This guy is a really really great. Uh, producer, um, he's quite well renowned in like um, the electronic, uh, early electronic type stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway, they're called uh, the Ra Band, and the track is called "Clouds Across the Moon." Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I've always felt that it was a bit of a well, you know, to, to admit that you like 
like that sort of tune because it's a bit cheesy the lyrics it's like like hello darling you know how you doing things like yeah you know, all that it's like um all the the, the the kids say they love you blah 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 and it's all about this bloke who must be working and an astronaut he's working out or uh, is they're imagining that we're now living on different planets and this is a you know way that you're kind of you're radioing people people that you love they don't live on planet earth anymore they live on all these different planets and the only way you can speak to them is by you know on some kind of uh, you know, sort of walkie-talkie type thing. <coughs> but anyway, great band, um, the Ra Band. Uh, they also had um, a hit um, in, I think, around about 76 uh, or 77 called um, called The Crunch. All right. Uh, and it go, and it, this was more like, um, uh, like um is instrumental and it's probably something that uh, you know kids um kids at the time were doing you know in clubs and maybe maybe it was like an early version of um uh, like doing line dancing because it goes so it's a bit repetitive but yeah but yeah so yeah, they're a bit cheesy, um, especially this, you know, Clouds Across the Moon. I don't really know a lot more. Uh, I've got an album. Uh, I don't really know a lot more about their stuff. But, yeah, um, I think a lot of people, when they when that comes on the radio, they just turn it off. But I love it. <laughs> and uh, especially the 12-inch uh, version I've got here, the, um, the, the Supernova mix. Yeah. Uh, or you know, I've also got the Solar Horizon mix. Um, yeah, so, yeah, great. But um, it comes on a lovely RCA black label as well. To be, but yeah, that's, that's oh, my second gift. Uh, listen to? Hmm? One for me to listen you know, to. Have you ever heard it, Daz? It did, when you're going to Barbara, um, but that kind of rings a bell. Yeah, that I may have done, and when I hear it, I might think, yeah. "Oh yeah, I know." But, but that, yeah. that's called that's the instrumental called the Crunch, right? Uh, but the, the 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 track that, if you could make a note on this one, Dave, to play is the Clouds Across the Moon. Right. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Nice, nice choice. Over to you, Mark. It's back to me, right? Okay, this this next song. Um, I would have been six, I think, when the song came out. But it it, um, it got me. It completely got me. And I didn't know it was associated with a, an animated film at the time. Um, the, the chap who wrote and produced it was a guy who was basically on his arse uh, in the early 70s, in his, his mid-20s. He... Um, recorded a kind of, I think he was trying to be a Mike Oldfield he tried to record a heavy rock orchestral album that bank almost bankrupt bankrupted him then he was approached to do a, <laughs> a collaboration 
and write some songs for an album that involved these little animals that uh, lived in Wimbledon on Wimbledon Common, <laughs> otherwise known as the uh, the Wombles. Excellent. And it's uh, the guy who uh, wrote this song was none other than Michael Philip Bat, Mike Bat. He went on to do many, many more things with many other artists. Um, the song that I'm referring to uh, is from the animated film, which is quite dark um, when you watch it. I wouldn't watch it with, with a young child. I'd watch it with somebody who's maybe 11, 12 years old. Uh, it's Watership Down and it's Bright Eyes uh, by Art Garfunkel. Uh, this is a guilty pleasure. I love it. It never ceases to make me cry. The film never ceases to make me cry. Uh, but I'm quite sad that way. Um, it was number one for six weeks, I believe, in the UK. And it goes to show that I think people in Britain, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, um, uh, England, we're, we're, we all love our animals. And um, we, we're all a bit of a soft touch to it. And, and this song was particularly poignant at a certain time of the film when something terrible happened, uh, when, I don't know if people, people have seen it, but it, it, it plays when the, one of the rabbits, the lead character, almost dies after being wounded by um, a farmer shooting, shooting her. And um, yeah, it goes in there as my second choice. Getting emotional just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. But I was I was six when I when I heard this song first of all, and indelibly marked in my memory. And uh, I remember the video. Obviously, they cut out the nasty bits, but uh, that there were kind of Orwellian elements to it. You know, the the whole animal farm thing going on. It was it was very dark with with a kind of a brighter side to it. But the uh, bright eyes sung by Art Garfunkel is just. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, spine tingling. Some people might think it's cheesy or twee, but when you look into the background of it, where you know where it came from and what it what it became, it's um, it's it's a great song for for me anyway. A lot of a lot of good memories to it, even though I didn't have a clue what it was about at the time, and as as the years have gone by. I appreciate now what it was about. As soon as you said you were six years old and it was an animated film, it came straight to my head. It was, it was, you know, in that time when you watched it, I I don't know if I watched it when I was six or 10 or whatever, but it stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely. Age and you watch it at that age and that song is so poignant. Yeah. I, I don't think I actually watched Watership Down until many years I'd say maybe mid-teens. All right. But yeah, I first I first heard the song and, and uh, when God, it would have been it would have been. Yep. I think it came out seventy nine eighty. Yeah, I I, def- I don't think it was eighty. That's it. I don't know. Yeah, seventy nine. I definitely went to see it. And yeah. um, I didn't. I I, 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 I didn't connect it to. I thought it was just a beautiful song, Art Garfunkel. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Simon Garfunkel. But yeah. the, this this song um, stuck in my head, and I didn't associate 
Watership Down with the song until years mm-hmm. after that. Yes. And now I think back, I think, well, it wasn't so cheesy like in that song when others thought it was just a bit a bit light. I just thought it was a very sad song. I, I wouldn't have seen, seen it as cheesy. I think it was just a very sad song. And it was, it was um, you know, it, it fitted the then uh, the visual, you know, on screen for... Yeah, you know, it fitted the film. narrative, definitely. It was, it was um, quite, it was a sad episode yeah. of the film because I could see this rabbit now. He's all, I, I'm, he's all scarred. He's all, he's bloodied. Isn't yeah. He? And, you know. Fiver, wasn't it? Fiver of a rabbit that got injured. Fiver, Fiver I think. Fiver? Yeah. Fiver. Fiver. Yeah, so Hazel was the rabbit who was shot, and Fiver oh, was the. Uh, Fiver I... was, was the little brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think one of them died for certain. Yeah. 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 Yeah, October seventy eight. It was so. Yeah, yeah. I it was a, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I definitely went to see it. Yeah, probably with Wendy Charnock. If you're out there, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Of Chanson Amour fame. Well, I guess I wouldn't have seen it at the cinema, so it would have been probably a couple of years later in those days. It would have been on TV, wouldn't it? Yeah, or video. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I, I just remember. Merged memories of uh, watching Flash, Flash, watching Flash Gordon and um, Watership yeah. Down been on. Yeah. There you go. Sorry to bring the tone down, lads, but um, oh, great there you choice. Go. Great choice. Yeah. yeah. Not a guilty pleasure, in my opinion. Now I, I would play. No, no, I wouldn't have said the guilty. I've said yeah. I, I would. So, but I didn't know. <laughs> David would uh, assuredly yes. I, I think because it was it was. It was Number one in the charts for a long time, wasn't it? Quite a long time. Yeah, it was six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it's it kind of stuck in the head as well. It, 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 so melodic, very haunting, and Art Garfunkel's voice just goes right, you know, deep into the soul. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was just a lovely tune when I was a kid. And then as you get older, you, you read the book, you watch the animation. And you realise, oh, right, okay, there's a little bit more to it than that. I suppose what was quite interesting so, at the time was the book was very successful, and then they made the film, the cartoon, mm, and mm. obviously then you had the the Garfunkel single that came out. So it it's all kind of built up to to that. So it had a um, kind of pent up demand before it arrived, mm-hmm. yeah. which which made it an. Uh, an instant success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also reminded me why, or at the time, it's like I, I loved Simon Garfunkel and I didn't really like Art Garfunkel. I didn't really get, I didn't understand why there was the difference, but it's obviously a very different style when he's on his own. Mm-hmm. Once again, it just shows that he needed, despite his huge talent, he needed a great songwriter behind him. Yeah. Um, so you went from Paul Simon to the guy who wrote the Wombles theme. They don't knock the Wombles. <laughs> I have. Um, well, my, I can pick. I've got a Mike Bat. Uh, I'm just showing a Mike Bat album. Who, very versatile musician. Um, I've got the album. I've I've got in my collection by him. Um, it's called Tarot Sweet. 
uh, Mike Batten friends and you think he's got a huge cast of musicians on here. Um, they include the likes of Colin Blunston, who was in mm-hmm. the, who was or still is in the Zombies, uh, Roger Chapman of Family Fra- uh, Fame, Chris Spedding, fantastic Rory Gallagher, one of the best guitarists ever. Oh, Rory Gallagher's on that. Yeah. Um, Epic. You've also got a guy who I, I've loved on, he, and he he appears on lots of different bands or albums, a guy called Mel Collins, who's a great sax player. Um, so, look, Mike What's Bat- that music, that album, though? That's, that's um, quite proggy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, Rory, Rory Gallagher almost made, remember we did the, um, the episode on the best band of all time? Uh-huh. He, he almost nudged Eddie Van Halen out, a lead oh, guitarist. Wow. Yeah. Rory from Ballyshannon, County Donegal. Absolute legend. Just blowing everything out of the water. Oh. <laughs> Alan, Alan's showing off his Remember You're a Wombat. Alan's bar. getting the fifth guilty pleasure in. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Alan, Alan is now wearing nothing but a t shirt. <laughs> Alan is uh, a underpants. Yeah. This is actually signed by a, a, an unknown Womble <laughs> to Uncle Alan. Wishing you a great Wombling year. Bernie. Bernie the Womble. Yeah. Brilliant. Never heard. <laughs> I remember him being in the Wombles, but he signed it. That's yeah. a pop quiz question. That's a pop quiz question that in the wall. Kel, who lives in. Um, he lives in Tor- uh, Tor- near Toronto. Right. In, More uh, about. Catch on Burlington, something like that. All right. I've got I've got a good pal, Joe, if he's listening. He does listen to this. He's from uh, Kitchener-Waterloo. Uh, oh, shout out to my mate, Chris. Chris Keld, a.k.a. Sven, a.k.a. Bernie the Sheriff. And now, and now, just to waste everybody's time, can you name all of the Wombles? No, we're not uh, going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to move on, guys. <laughs> you can. That, that's, that's a good answer. There's six of them on here. Oh, uh, there's seven in total, I think. Seven? Yeah. Wow. I'll give you them. I'll give you them, right? Great Uncle Bulgaria, Tobamori, yeah, Madame, Madame Cholet, which is, which is David's great-great-aunt, Madame Cholet. That was a song by Manhattan Transfer, I think. Or- Or- Oranoko, Wellington, Tomsk, and Bungo. <laughs> there you go. I used to have a big poster of them when I was at uni in my bedroom. That's very sad. Not really. The girls love that. Different sort oh, of guilty pleasures. He loves the Wombles. What a catch. <laughs> I said to you, no. remember you're a Womble. Uh-huh. What would you say to me? Uh, no, I've no idea. Go on. It's quite easy. Remember, you're a womble. That's right. how it goes. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember, you're a womble. Remember, you're a womble. Remember, okay. you're a womble. Oh, we should have oh, these. We should have these podcasts mid afternoon instead of after work. You know that. <laughs> Wombling free. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're going to move on. Right. N- number yeah, seven. Please. Number seven. Oh no, number eight. Uh, uh, Darren. Must be me. Yeah, okay. It's got nothing to do with Wombles. You'll be glad to hear. But um, it, this is a guilty pleasure for me because of 
<laughs> well, well, one man, I think. I'm not a fan of the Simon Cowell Factory of Singers, X Factory. Um, but there's been a couple of singers on there in the past that maybe didn't do particularly well on the show at the time, but that I've really gone on to like. Um, one of these was in the X Factor in 2011, and she finished in fifth place. So she didn't win. She didn't get to release some stupid overproduced records that Simon Cowell has told her to produce. Um, but she has got, in my opinion, a beautiful voice. She's um, a lovely, beautiful Irish songstress from County Tyrone. Um, she annoyed lots of people when she was in the show originally because she used to do the claw with her hand when she sung. She'd put her hand up and it would go into a weird position. But her voice, even back then, she was 16, I think, when she was on that. Um, and she was amazing. It's a young, well, young lady still these days. Even now, she's only 27. Um, she's battled alcoholism. She's recently written an album about her battle against alcoholism from kind of the age of 20 to 24, 25. So... That's hey, old. That's old for Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all Guinness, isn't it? <laughs> but it's um, her name's Janet Devlin. I don't know if you remember her, but um, yeah, Janet Devlin. Let me show you. I have got albums of her, so there she is. So that was her first album, Running with Scissors, which she signed to my daughter, who oh, actually wow. liked uh, it. That... And then Confessional, the new I'm album. Just... Sorry. Running with Scissors, that must be named after the, the, yeah. the novel. There's a book called yeah, Running with Scissors. Yeah. yeah. That's the album Confessional that she's bought out a couple of years ago now, but talking all about her battles with um, you know, substance abuse and alcohol abuse. Um, but she's just amazing. She's, she's had the two albums. She's had lots of EPs, um, still performing live now, but not to big crowds. We've seen her a couple of times, and she plays in front of maybe 100 people less than that sometimes, but still making a good living out of it. So she, she's always on um, doing small gigs on um, Instagram and Facebook and social media, um, and also doing live music. She's absolutely brilliant. I think her voice at the time was kind of like Marmite. Some people hated it, some people loved it. But I would say if you've never heard her, have a listen. If you weren't a fan of X Factor, you wouldn't know her. If you were, you may not know her still. Um, but yeah, Janet Devlin. I, I just think her voice is beautiful. She's got a lovely personality, and check her out. And it's a guilty pleasure, without a doubt. Right. I haven't told anyone. I don't think. Nice one. It's okay. Secret safe with us. We won't tell I'm anyone. Give her a listen. Yeah, it's it's it sounds it sounds like um yeah I'd really like to listen to that because we um must be an Irish thing, and, and uh, yeah. yeah even if just even if she is from County Tyrone, I'll give her a listen. <laughs> oh Tyrone, sorry, I still said Tyrone. No, no, Tyrone's fine. Tyrone's fine. He's he's in uh, he's in Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, County Tyrone is um and, and to all the Tyrone folk out there, hello, a big hello. But um we say Tyrone is like the Dublin of the North, right? Everybody loves to loves to hate the Tyrone folk because they're so successful. Uh with the sport, they do really well, and oh, they're yeah. smug about it. So, um, <laughs> Why not? Well, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll definitely give uh, John, yeah. John Devlin a listen. Yeah, I'm assuming that none of you know her at all. Is that right? No, not at all. No. I think you've got us all interested in that, Dale. Yeah, no. yeah. 
Never even know her uncle. Never heard of her. No. Okay, we'll give her a listen. She's like I said, uh-huh. she's on every social media. If you go on social media, look for Janet Devlin, and you go back a couple of days, and she'll be doing a cover version or um, oh, a live song in her shed. Yeah, you know, she does loads of stuff. A big, oh. a big call out to her uncle actually, Emmett, Emmett Devlin, who was a good friend of my dad's actually, and he might be listening yeah. tonight. So Emmett, Emmett Devlin, hello if you're listening. Well, retired, they, could well, they could well be related. Yeah, retired cardiologist from Daisy Hill Hospital, Newry. Oh, nice. Gentlemen, yeah. Good show. Excellent. Mark, you can give us oh, your second cranky. one. Okay, I'm going to stay on the Irish theme. Um, so it goes back to the days of when uh, my dad listened to uh, Boyneside Radio. Uh, it was a local radio station. I don't know if you guys have them down in, in Devon and uh, uh, Bedfordshire. But uh, Boyneside Radio was hosted by a guy called The Big O, and he was a big lad. One of the bands, though, that I get massively into, and uh, not intentionally, but uh, you know, growing up, I was I was big into, as you know, Zeppelin, Queen, U2, you name it, Van Halen. And then Dad would stick on Boyneside Radio on a Sunday morning, the morning after the night before. He'd make us all scrambled eggs and toast, and. Um, Invariably, have I missed something? Darren, and then it's David, isn't it? No, I skipped. I skipped over Mark before. This is Mark's second one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, invariably, these guys would come on, and uh, there was a lot of country music. Uh, People like Susan McCann, and the Frog Chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Have I done too many? I thought it was Darren, and then it would be Dave. Yeah, Mark's only had Mark's only done uh, the frog frog chorus. No, I've I've done two. Oh, okay. No, keep going, keep going. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. As long as I just haven't gone mad, that's all I wanted to establish. All right, okay. So this is my third. Can you edit this, okay, David? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just keep it as it is. It's just as long as I, I, I'm just checking my own sanity here. Oh, I'm the one who's losing <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Mark, but you know, I had to make sure I was still. No, I'm. I'm gonna have to real go back. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to makeup now. I'm gonna have to go back to makeup and and compose myself because I was on a run there, and you've completely shat well, on it, yeah, right? But, well, anyway. you've got to pick my own sanity first, surely. Right? You know, it's absolutely. You're, you you're didn't want me sitting here freaking out, did you? <laughs> absolutely not. Right. So, 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 so my third choice. Sorry. Are <laughs> two guys? My dad used to listen to Boyneside Radio. Um, he would listen to all all sorts of uh, people, like um, Susan McCann, local country music. But uh, there were two guys. Uh, a duo that started off in 1975. Uh, they went on for about 40 years. They released over 30 albums. They had a number one single in, in, in Ireland, imagine, in 1979, uh, with a song called Maggie. They've also had hits with A Bunch of Time, um, I Will Love You All My Life, which is just beautiful. It's... Um, and after all these years, they're 
don't get me wrong, they are not Daniel O'Donnell. They're better than that. And if you get a chance, please, please do listen to them. Um, <clears throat> they are none other than Mick Foster and Tony Allen. They are a, a, a huge, huge guilty pleasure of mine. Foster and Allen. I'll never tire of listening to them. And when they come on the radio, on the rare occasion, um, I, I crank them up. They have some great hits, as I said. A uh, bunch of times, one of them, Maggie, was their big, big hit. Uh, after all these years, and uh, my favourite is I Will Love You All My Life. Simple as that. Foster and Alan reminds me a lot of my dad. And Sunday mornings, eating a scrambled egg on a bit of toast or a cup of tea and uh, watching him deal with his hangover. So, good times. Oh. And Before we went to Mass. So, there you go. And what, what song would I'm, you I put in there, what album? What song would I, I, I will love all you right. all my life. And uh, I'll, delic I'll, I'll, I'll dedicate that to the girl I love. Uh, obviously, living in Lincoln, she, know, she knows, she knows who she is. Spot. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I was given bequeathed, not, not bequeathed, bequeathed, not right. I was given a quite a, a large Irish music collection by, uh, from a, a guy who um, was quite a big DJ in the Luton area, now retired. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure I might have about 10 or 11 Foster and Allen albums in the garage. Well, get them out. Get them out. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I will I will love you all my life. Dedicated to um, the one I love. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm not familiar. I've, I've heard them mentioned. I probably would recognise some of their tunes if they came on the radio. Um. Yeah, I'm exactly. They were known as Foster and Allen, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we don't get Radio yeah. Boyne this way. Yeah. Boyne Side Radio. Oh, okay. And uh, they, they used to have very amateur commercial adverts. It was, it was absolutely hilarious because my dad at the time was uh, he was unemployed, and um, he he got involved a wee bit in the commercial side of advertising on radio. And um, it was it was just god awful. It was amateur <laughs> beyond amateur. Excellent. But 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 great memories though. Great memories. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah. Shout out to uh, Ollie. You won't be listening, but Ollie Moroni, he synonymous in Luton. He did uh, you name it. He did he, weddings, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> anything to do with the Irish community. Um, you know, he, he he did DJ. He did the uh, you know the music. And um, I'm pretty sure I've got quite a few. I, I've got a feeling even uh, there might even be one or two in there which are actually signed by Foster and Allen. Yeah. I tell you what, the Irish love a bar mitzvah. Yeah, of course they do. Um, and of course, there, there were para. What's the word? Para. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, the Mickey was taken out of them by. Paradise. Uh, Paradise. 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 Yeah. Um, by. Um, Vic and Bob, uh, yep. the band uh, Mulligan and O'Hare. That's right. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Rolls. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. 
Nice one. Okay. That's number three. Number three. Okay. Um, um, yeah. As I as I managed you, to get the sequence wrong. Right. I'm going to go for an album. Uh, well, one song by this artist. Um, it's probably one of the early exponents of, uh, or would then be classed as yacht rock, soft rock. Um, in fact, I hadn't realised till I did a little bit of just a little bit of research for for this show that his debut album outsold the wall. Well, not outsold. It, it, it won a Grammy Award ahead of Pink Floyd's The Wall in 1981. Wow. Uh, I, he did what, so he's, he's done, I mean, in, in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, um, we got to hear a lot of him. Uh, there's one song in particular which I really loved, which was Run Like the Wind. And, uh, and yeah, I, I love, I love him. And I remember in 1980, 81, something like that, we had a, a, a works do and we went to Windsor and we saw the Chai Lights, who people remember for things like Have You Seen a Moreau Girl? Um, the band who were supporting the Chai Lights before the four guys came out, they played Run Like the Wind. And I thought, this is fantastic. What a great night this would be if it's all like this. But then, of course, the four guys came out and started doing their wonderful singing, so it was a very different evening. Um, Christopher Cross, um, he released the, his his uh, first album and Sailing came out in 1980. And I don't know how you describe it, Alan. Slushy? Yeah, it's Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Um, uh, VH1 went on to name it as the most softsational soft record of all time. I couldn't admit to my friends that I like this. I really couldn't. You know, I think 1980, you'd had punk. We were just beginning to gear up for new wave and all the different sounds. Um, I think around this time, maybe a little bit later, you had um, some other other sort of similarly soft records. I'm just trying to think. The Cars had one, didn't they? Um, just trying to think. What? The, what? The, what? Um... Driving was it? They were a bit later, though, weren't they? Dave? Oh, right, they might be. Oh, oh, hang on. What do you mean, like um, drive? Wasn't it? Drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I had that very soft, that and and I'm a sucker for those. I I really like those. Sailing, I I I really loved, and again, wouldn't have admitted it to anyone, but great record. I got the single. I've got the album tucked away in there. Um, I don't really put it on that often, but if I do, it kind of melts my heart a little bit. He's just turned 70, hasn't he? I think last year, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ride Like the Wind that is great. Oh, that is a great, great record as well. Lovely cover, I think that's the green cover with the with the fam flamingo on it. That's got the crimson, got a flamingo, pink on flamingo cover. on it, yeah, yeah. But, yeah I... Sorry, am I right in thinking that he did um Arthur's theme as well? Yeah. Right, yeah. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what a I great... I the big fan of Arthur, so, yeah. That was a lovely song. Yeah. 
Shout out to Mum on that one. Hey, I, I, I love that choice. I love it. Yeah, yeah, right. good choice. Really do. Yeah, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it, uh, you know, cheesy. When I would, get, it's, it's guilty pleasures. What we're talking about is is something that yeah, you. But, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but. So I've just remembered. I should have come up with Arthur's theme for when we did the show. Songs that your parents played that you actually liked. This this, that... this episode is a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Um, Good choice. No, great choice. Great choice. Yeah. Christopher Cross, fantastic, and he, he he's one of those guys as well. And this is a, a very sad indictment on society. He's quite a portly guy, quite a big guy. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, he wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I guess like. Yeah, you know some skinny lead singers or whatever who got on stage, and people wouldn't take him too seriously. Uh, once he opened his his his, his mouth, why? What what a voice! Yeah. What, what a great singer songwriter he was. Did they, did they not kind of did the parody him in uh, the Simpsons? Did they? Oh, I think uh, they did. There's a fair chance. I think they did parody. Yeah, everybody yeah. yeah. They did. I think. I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did. But, they, um, they're going to be doing us soon. You just watch. <laughs> they will. Yeah. I mean. I mean. That's a hats off. They have. Uh, they've done a, a hat tip to Dairy Girls. Oh right. uh, yeah. Of Channel uh, Four fame. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, just you wait till it's us. Getting closer. Yeah. Dairy. Dairy. We'll be all be in Moe's Bar. <laughs> Sitting there drinking our beers, yeah, yeah. all looking like Barney. Has that new series started yet? It hasn't, is it? There you go. You know what starts? It's it's uh, less than a week. It's this weekend, oh, I believe. Right. Yeah. Why? What a weekend! The Masters, the Grand National, Derry Girls. <laughs> Guys, let's move it along. Um, yep. Number. We're, we're a bit out of sync now. But I don't know where we are now. Alan, Alan, you're up next. I'm up next. Right, I'm gonna not mess around with this one. Um, I think it was 1980, 81, I think it was, no, I can't remember exactly. Um, but this came on. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, talk now, about a crush. Yeah, previously she would, uh, I think she's obviously more of a country and western type singer. Mark, I tell you, she... can I, you just say country these days? It's just country, oh, country. man. <laughs> country those... western is offensive. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm stating what it was at the time. Um, yeah, well, country. Country road, western. mountain high. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. And uh, she dressed quite um dowdy um quite boring looking album covers um and then she appeared in a quite a famous film um <laughs> and then she brought, brought out an album about um keep fit i think you should call it uh, which was all the rage at the time keep fit um otherwise known as um in her words uh getting physical <laughs> and uh, the the lady in, in oh, i'm trying to explain here is uh olivia newton john oh, uh, i love her and this album came out 
um, and she appeared on top of the pops doing the physical video. Um, um, it was just a delight, you know, and uh, but I think, yeah, it was kind of, well, you secretly liked it, but you didn't like to admit it, you know, sort of thing. But um, anyway, uh, eventually, um, you know, bought the album. And, and actually, there's some really good tracks, other good tracks on here. I, I think Cliff Richards involved me here along the way. I think maybe with a couple of these songs. Uh, I know that he was he's probably instrumental in getting her on, because he was on EMI records as well, I think, Cliff. Uh, but some really good tracks on this. Um, um, and, uh, you know, not just physical, uh, but a landslide to get. I, 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 like, I like this album um, so much that I've actually got a super audio CD version of it. Wow. Uh, but, I mean, the cover's superb as well. Uh, I'm showing you the inside cover now, but I think she maybe is in SeaWorld there in Florida. On a on a dolphin, <laughs> um, but yeah, but the cover of the album is well. Don't want to say any more, really? But uh, yeah, so um, I probably wouldn't admit it much at the time, but I've now got two copies of it, and I think there's a third, uh, the new copy coming out in May in um, sort of like that pink color vinyl and the, the thing that she's. That's hanging off her. Um, yeah, so um, I'll just be quick with that one. Uh, I think I think that's one. I, I would call a proper guilty pleasure. I like that. <laughs> but it's, it's a song as well, and certainly a video. But I remember yeah. when I was young, growing up as well, and yeah, resonated with me. I think everybody of a certain age knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not 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 to objectivize really. No, um, huge huge talent. But absolutely, I even at that age, I fancied the pants of her, and yeah, I still do. And I still do. She, she is a phenomenal lady, a phenomenal uh, person, and um, she has gone through um, dealing with with breast cancer. And uh, yeah, I, I just I know her and Kylie are Aussie. They've gone through the same uh, travails in life. But um, the strength of character she had, her adaptability, how she kind of morphed over time, like Kylie, like David Bowie as well, like like Prince, all these great, great talents. Olivia Newton-John is seriously underestimated when it comes to um, pop music and, and to what she's kind of contributed to. Uh, whether it's the silver screen film and, and and music as well, huge huge talent. I'd love to see her live. Um, I loved her music. I love physical. I think it's a great song. Haven't listened to the album, but um, really what, what, what what an enormous talent she was and is. Yeah. And uh, I hope she lives till she's 120 because I'll yeah. still fancy her. No, wait, there's a new album, there's a re-release coming out next month, I think, and it's, you know, it's in a nice colour vinyl, so wait for that, but I know, because I'm going to buy it, um, and, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, I mean, of course, she was in, she was in Greece, I mean, she, you know, she was starting to blossom then, um, but what she did, she, she moved away more from the style that I probably wouldn't, I didn't really enjoy that, 
I'm trying to think some of the songs that she sang then. Xanadu. Uh, yeah, but no, no, but that was afterwards. You know, with the, that she did that with um, with the with the ELO. Oh, yeah. Right. That was that was after physical. Um, Hopelessly devoted to you. Well, that would have been with Greece. Know, that was in Greece, but yeah. it's songs before that. I mean, I think uh, I think David uh, would would maybe. Uh, you know, back me up here. If you look at some of her album covers, early album covers, you know, she really, you know, she, she you wouldn't think she would blossom into the into the woman that she did. Okay. She was still a great talent then. Yeah, she, you know, appeared on. Uh, but that's that's that's, that's kind of appear on on programs. You know, just like the two Ronnies and things like that. But um, that's uh, but part she, of. You know, that's part of the that's part of the lovely appeal about Olivia Newton John. Um and I guess the film Greece encapsulated that. She went from this um very innocent candy to you know, wearing the, the little summer dresses to his stud, right? in her leather. And uh, and that and that's what I love about her because I actually preferred her when she was innocent sandy with the summer dress. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I preferred it. And everybody's like, oh, wow, when she became this, um, I wouldn't say a diva, but I, I, what can you say about her? It's a, that's a great choice. Completely, wouldn't, wouldn't have thought that as, as yeah. being a, um, I, yeah. it wouldn't have been one I, I had chosen, but now that you, you picked up Alan, that's a, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, she's worked with some great songwriters on here. I mean, she does obviously doesn't write her own stuff. Uh, I mean, apart there is one, uh, maybe one or two that she's involved in here. But I think the big writer is um, John Farrar, uh, and there's also Barry Gibb has written song tracks on here. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, she and Hank Marvin. I mean, she's worked with some some mega people. You know, Cliff Richard. Uh, Whatever, but um, as you say, she she she's gone through uh, um, some terrible um, problems with her health and that, and uh, as you say, she still looks lovely. So Olivia, Olivia Newton Bottom, as I used to call her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I need to yeah. say that she was on my list as well. But 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 the earlier earlier version, the country version of her. Right. Oh, what have I, what have I found in here? <laughs> so the as Mark's pulling some kind of poster out of his LP. Oh, well, not me, Alan is. Oh, there you go, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, um, uh, there's no date on here, but it's from Record yeah. Mirror. Right. Back That's... in the time. Uh, <laughs> okay. And it's even got the blue tack where it was pinned to my wall and that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's, we it's, need to move on now. I think this is yeah. going to draw a line under poor Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Thank God it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't 1975 Razzle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you David is secretly annoyed. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. a picture of I mean, Boy George on the back of that as well, I think. Yeah. George yeah. O'Dowd. Yeah. yeah. What was, yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Yeah, a day in the life of George O'Dowd. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Guys, we're going to need to crack along now. Is it me? Uh, Daz, it is you. Yes, indeed. Right. I'm going to make this one really brief. This is going to be really brief, and I hope that nobody actually hears it, okay? Um, it's the artist himself is an artist I really, really like. Um, and that's the reason that this song, which I shouldn't really like, is one of my guilty pleasures. Because I quite like the album it's from. It's an album from 1991 uh, called Waking Up the Neighbours. Uh, I don't know if that means anything to any of you. Yeah, Mark's got a thumbs up. Um, yeah. this, this song in particular was written in 45 minutes and overplayed for about 45 years, I think. Um, but it was almost... Um, it, I'll tell you what it is straight away. And so it's Brian Adams. And it's everything I do, I do it for you. Which bugged us for 16 weeks at number one back in 1991, I think. Yep. Um, I kind of hated it at the time. It was a real departure, I think, for Brian Adams. He'd done ballads, but I think the fact it was used in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and became massive to film fans as well as fans of Brian Adams... Um, and it's actually, it's still, the rhyming over charts aren't like they used to be, but it's still the record number one single at 16 weeks. It was nearly knocked off a few years ago by another Canadian. Drake was number one for 15 weeks wow. uh, with one dance and almost knocked it off his perch. Um, but no, it's, it was written by Brian Adams and Matt Lange, the famous Robert Matt Lange. And it had to be in there for me. I do like it whenever I hear it. I don't hate it anymore. I used to, but now I will sit back and think, do you know, this is a really good tune. And it actually is. If you, um, there is that one point about three or four minutes in where you think it's over, and then it kicks in again. You think, oh, did he really have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> but I still listen to it. Um, and just before I finish, that, that's it. But there is a version by another Irish link, Mark, um, the Fatima Mansions. Don't know if that's a band you're aware of. Oh, right. Uh, no, no, what is it? Oh, they're... They're, they're, they oh, are. Heard of them. Yeah, Mark, you've got to go for them. Do a very alternative cover of this song. Okay. So, I recommend everyone knows Brian Adams' version. Listen to the version by the Fatima Mansions. They're probably like a bit, a bit like Pete and Diesel from the Isle of Lewis. Uh, I have to say, I, I love this song. I love yeah. this song. I, I have done since 1991. Oh, there you uh, go. My, my first ever gig in my life was with Ladine McKeown uh, at the age of 17. Oh, it would have been 17. No, I was 17, 18. In Dundonald Ice Bowl outside Belfast. <laughs> and I was to see Brian Adams. He was number one at the time. And I, I just, I, I don't get why people don't love this song. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I I know. It's fantastic. It's yeah. a great ballad. And, um, a, f a friend, a friend, good good friend of mine, Claire. Today she was in. Uh, I text texted her about you know the theme of tonight, and she said, "I'll bet Brian Adams and uh, the Sugar <laughs> Babes are in there for you, Mark." <laughs> it's like, okay, I am predictable. Yeah, that's um, it's all about. So I, 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 I changed I changed the tag because I I I love Brian Adams, and there's a very good call out to a guy called Frank Duffy. Who uh, is from Glasgow? I worked with a, a, a briefly at Cap Gemini back in the uh, early 2000s, and um, Frank was massively into 
uh, Fats Domino, Chubby Checker, just great rock and roll music. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember us, we were we we played five aside football uh, near Castle Milk, um, and we came back to his for you know refreshments and a bite to eat, and we got the music on. And he said, and who are you into, Mark? So I told the ball who I'm into. And somehow it blurted out like a big bale of jute that I like Brian Adams. <laughs> He's like, I am never talking to you again. He couldn't, <laughs> you know, it's like you've, given, you've listed all these fantastic bands and singers. I, I, I love Brian Adams. There's nothing else to be said about it. I think he's great. He does exactly what it says on the tin. This is a great song. And I'm sure we've lost half our listeners tonight <laughs> for us saying that. <laughs> Everything we do, we do it for them. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. There you go. Well, I bought the CD, yeah. I bought the CD. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, well, well there you go. Pop. Yeah. How many copies of it have you got, Alan? Hmm? How many copies of it have you got? Only the one. Oh, okay. You don't like it that much, then? No. <laughs> I think there is only one. All right, all right. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Actually, there's probably different. Actually, there's probably more than one version but yeah. for different countries, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good one. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Uh, the film was good as well. Yeah, it was a good film. Yeah. One of my wife's favourites. Kate loves that. Bloody do good at. <laughs> okay. As it happens, the next one is for me is also a soundtrack. Um, one of the best-selling albums ever. Ah, okay. Um, now I can't remember when during that one of our podcasts we talked about, or I talked about a time where um, I was over in Germany doing an exchange, um, and I was in a brother's. Bedroom was away, this guy Dieter's bedroom, um, and he had a very cool bedroom, great record collection, it had a, a glitter, little glitter ball in there, and at night there was nothing better than to, it was, it was in the summer, it was very warm, and tie this back, I found out recently, so I was in Essen, I was in the, in Essen the same month that Rory Galler played, uh, oh, and there's a triple average. album you can buy of that, which I now have um, from that time, but anyway, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to play this 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 guy's records, headphones on, enjoying the weather, uh, and it's where it really I got the love of just listening to the music. And uh, I forget which uh, podcast, but I did mention that I, this is why I discovered Santana and Caravan Sarai. He also had a Saturday Night Fever, and putting that on was just I, I think I just there was no one to look at me no one see me I could just enjoy the music what it was um I, I did actually quite like sort of BG's version one before they found disco because they were obviously yeah. a very uh, they oh, were right. a very successful country country rock band uh, they were mm -hmm. they were the brothers who used to play uh, the mining disaster of 1959, something like that. Well, didn't they? Say again? They went through a bit of a psychedelic stage as well. Oh, they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sort of uh, they went through the different music cycles on there, um, and then yeah. 
they, I think they really found their they found themselves, didn't they, when they hit disco? Um, great production, great sounds, and yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Um, I I I, lo- I enjoyed the whole album, particular the, the the lead song on there. This we're talking about 1977, 1978, so um, would have been seventeen or eighteen years old, so sixteen, seventeen years old. Couldn't admit to my friends what I was that I enjoyed that. You think at the time it was, you know, there'd been quite uh, been great rock. It was the dawn of the punk era. Uh, and a few friends were getting into lots of the punk bands. Couldn't share any of that with them, but guilty pleasure. This is in there for it for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think that's a guilty pleasure. I'd be quite proud to put that on for me. You I, know, I think I think ten years later, I think it has has it had a it has currency which it didn't have at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. No, great choice. I think I picked it in one of the previous podcasts, didn't I? I believe you did, yeah. Musical, yeah. maybe. Did I put it in as a musical? I think. Something. Anyway, yeah. And I've just, um, it's one of those albums that, you know, you've been at, obviously sold millions and millions. Um, and so far, there's, there's, there was, there's only ever been one variant in terms oh. of the cover of the vinyl right and that was an australian one and I, okay. it's taken me a hell of a long time but eventually i have tracked down and i've got a gray vinyl version of, oh. of it yeah Brilliant. Oh, nice. um i think yeah. this is an excellent choice and i don't know why it's a guilty pleasure no nor do i it's, um, <laughs> yeah. maybe, but I, I get what you're saying about at the time you're thinking to yourself yeah I shouldn't really like this. Yeah. I couldn't tell my friends that I liked it. Yeah. No. And, and, uh, and, 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 and them still let me be in their friendship group. Yeah. Because again, yeah. I think, you know, at the time, 77, it was, there were different bands, you know, cooler bands, are, you know, around than the Bee Gees, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the friends that, you know, similar like the friends that we, we had, at the time it says it was you know the yeah. you know, punk new wave was was on you know was just happening uh-huh. and, uh disco, disco. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. went to a disco you never danced to any of the disco songs you maybe waited until they played one or two fast songs or yeah. somebody by maybe by the jam or something like that if yeah. you were lucky and um and the other part of it you just you were on the fly on the wall yeah but, uh, yeah, but, to admit to dancing to disco. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, were the BGs were the BGs ever seen as cool? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, that that well, that era after... for a lot of people already. I think as well they made a resurgence. Um, well, they did I'd a lot of record late... production, didn't they? And with yeah, Donna, nineties. Uh... Oh, so did a you know Jive talk, they did Jive talking, yeah. Uh, they did quite a few songs for other folk, Donna Summer. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to think, they, they did productions, but yeah. They, they, they did quite a take that, take that covered one of theirs as well, didn't they? Was that how, how, how you love? Did they do that Ooh. one? 
Jive Talking was actually on the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever, but it's not it's not in the film. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting. Uh, no, I, I, they have been. They are very, very trendy now. Yeah. Yeah. I would say well, so. Well, certainly, I think. Um, they did stuff know, like uh, they've, you know, they've been recognised as like yeah. music icon. You know, sadly, they're not no longer. They, they wrote. They wrote. Did they not write Islands in the Stream uh, for um, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers? Probably did. Yeah, I think they did, and they did "Woman in Love" for Barbara Streisand. Well, she's done a whole album. You did they that get the Guilty album? Yeah, sort of duetted oh. with Barry, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. So we're showing too much knowledge uh, here about the Beaches, guys. This is this is getting really awkward. Well, uh, no, I tell you what, they must be cool if a band called the Foo Fighters decides to cover four or five of their songs. Oh, yes. It was Records the biggest, the most popular. Um, wow, the best album item that came out in record store last year. Yeah. Surely the best yeah. cover well, version was. Hey. Surely the best cover version was tragedy. Uh, yeah. That kept us quiet, did not it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who? Was it? Who, who was it? Who, who did that? Who did that? Was it steps? That, it was yeah. steps. God of a shift. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there was a better one done by something like the Baron Knights or maybe the Grumbleweeds. <laughs> oh, now, now we're getting embarrassing. Let's. Yeah, let's that would be. That would be. A good now we need to move on. They have written songs for uh, Frankie Valley, right? Which was Greece. They've written songs for Al Green. How can you mend a broken heart? Oh. Uh, obviously, Kenny Rogers and um, and and Dolly Parton. Yeah. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. But, they did you know, that one. Things like, you know, songs like Massachusetts. I mean, that's, Oh, that's, Massachusetts is a Oh, they did a chain reaction for Diana Ross. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, Why Do You Have to Be a Heartbreaker? Diane, uh, Dionne Warwick did all that right, one. Yeah, done all right, well, I, remember, I remember chain reaction being the first one that I realised, oh, all right, they wrote that song for, for no, her. Great. And yeah, really nice people as well. Yeah, lovely from the Isle of Man. Yeah. Isle of Man. They went to Australia. Australia, didn't they? They've got they've got links to the Isle of Man. I'm pretty sure. Sure, they're. Oh, you look it up. They're look Mancunian, the original. No, they have honest. No, I'm not. I'm not bullshitting okay. here. I think they've got links to the Isle of Man. Right. Pretty sure of it. Too much uh, BG's knowledge here for my liking. Yeah, <laughs> we got me. That's because that's because I think they are. A fantastic band, a band that I get into after I overcame my myopic view of music. That's very good. Uh, I get into the likes of you know, well, the Bee Gees for a start. Okay, okay. You know what, Mark? That's uh, I think that that you it's good. We should all be like that. Let's see what you say after Alan's given his last choice. Here, here we go. Is it my, it's my go. Right, okay. I'm actually. Saying... Actually, we've seen this uh, this band, this group of girls, five times. Five, not five times, three times. Uh, it's a Monty Python sketch. Once at Wembley Arena, uh, once um, at uh, Earl's Court, 
and once at the O2. So this is give you an idea how big this band was. Um, and they still are. They, I mean, I think everybody sort of likes this band, but would probably admit, a bit like me, that maybe they don't admit it. But um, I thought they were fantastic. And, and their best track they ever did never, never even was a single. Um, but if I say things like Wannabe and Mama and Brilliant. Goodbye and Holler and et cetera, et cetera, all the, what could I say? Goodbye. Uh, who do you think you are? Uh, another goodbye. Uh, say you'll be there. Hey, they all go on. What have I got here? Oh, a picture postcard of uh, To Become One. Hey, do I have to get... Oh, oh well, they did another To Become One. Uh, too much? Too much of nothing. Oh. I, mean, I could go on. I could go right, on. Stop we right really now. Go. Thank you very, very yeah, much. Stop, stop right now. Stop, stop right, right now. I've even got Thank, thank you very much. much. Spice up your life already, giving it away. Uh, Viva forever. What I mean, just a cracking, a cracking, cracking. Uh, the way that they, they were fashioned together um, to come up with this girl power band. Just fantastic. I, it's, okay, it's they're manufactured, but they, you know, they, they had something about them. And of course, my daughter, being the age that she was, she was well into them and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we ended up, um, she, she loved going. She, the first time she went with me with a grandma, with a mum and me. I mean, really, I was there making up the numbers, the driver. But I really loved seeing them at, uh, at Wembley Arena. And so it went on that, you know, we um, Charlotte continued to buy all the music, all the CDs as they came out. And then they did this fantastic thing just close to Christmas, a great show in the round at Earl's Court. And if you know how, how big Earl's Court is, it's a kind of place where, you know, like previously maybe only bands like Pink Floyd played at. But they were a multi-million, they were a money-making, multi-million money-making machine. And, um, you know, of course, they've all gone on to do different things now. Uh, but, mm. And, of course, um, you know, Victoria left. Uh, to pursue other things, but um, yeah, great. Um, I have to go and even went in the loft to get out Spice World the movie. Uh, I, was just, I was just looking in here. Um, I think this when Charlotte bought this copy back in uh, in Darlington, Woolies in Darlington on the 25th of May 1998. I think her grandma would have bought that for her, but there it is in a lovely tin. But yeah, you can say, so I just think that they're, they're fantastic. Obviously, they didn't play any, any, any um, instruments, but they always had a great backing arrangement, guitarists and, and keyboard players. Behind it. But it was always a great show to, to see as well. It was a spectacle. And um, the last time I saw them, um, 
a few years ago, I was in in a, in a NatWest bank box, which has made it even better because uh, I was plied with alcohol all night, and um, <laughs> it's just a great experience to, be able to go and see them for free. Um, but yes, say that that my favourite track of those of their track, it never actually was a single. And Dave, you're making notes on this one. It's uh, never give up on the good times. All right, uh, is a particularly uh, great fast sort of moving song but yeah the spice girls um i yeah i wouldn't admit it but yeah guilty pleasure of mine have you got a have you got a favorite spice girl uh baby oh high five yeah mine too yeah. Uh, i think uh, yeah i was a, i was probably an area at the time but it's baby these days um i think the Spice Girls fall into the same bucket as Take That for me. Um, there was a lot of, <clears throat> I felt it was manufactured Brit, Brit pop end of the 90s, and it was on the back of Blur and Oasis. And then you had, well, you had Take, Take That and Spice Girls kicking about as well. And he kind of thought, this is the next era of Stock Aitken and, and Waterman uh, manufactured pop. But they were actually really talented, both uh, both bands, and they came out with some great tracks. So uh, yeah, fair play. I mean, obviously, pleasure. I feel like I'm in a confessional now because um, that was a big one to admit, mm. Alan. Mm. I'll give you a decade of the rosary and a glory be to the Father. I was going to ask you what the sins. yeah, what the fine would be. That's exactly what it is. It's always a, a decade of the rosary. And a glory be. <laughs> Excellent. I've just let you yeah. there, a Catholic confessional secret there. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, you've, yeah, you've lit well, on your guard today, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone, Alan. They were on my shortlist. Yeah. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a bit of a fan on the quiet as well. Uh, so I almost chose them. And I've got, actually, I've got them to thank for me winning Popmaster a few years ago. Okay then. Actually, sorry, yeah, carry on. I, I, I'd say let, let's um, we're going for another record, I think tonight. Guilty pleasures, uh, Mark. Your last one, please. Okay, so I was going to go for Harry Webb. I was going to choose Devil Woman by Cliff Richard, and I thought, no, it's a oh. bit obvious. Uh, I'm going to pay. Oh. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to doff my cap actually to a good friend of mine up in Newbury and Fife. We could chat today about things, and uh, he hit the nail on the head uh, talking about guilty pleasures. Uh, he mentioned a few songs by this phenomenal um, singer, well, singer songwriter, producer, wonderful pianist, and a wonderful composer. He's written, uh, I'd say, oh God, one of the one of the greatest songs that I've ever heard on a film soundtrack 
uh, and he's he's written it to um, a film that I I will never tire of, of watching. Uh, the guy would be ninety three years of age now. He's an American composer. He he did a lot of stuff with a guy called Hal David. He's won six Grammy awards, and anything that is done by this guy is just you know it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. It's Bert Bacharach. He's written great songs for the likes of uh, well one of them that I'd like to call out and I'd like to be on the uh, playlist when we send it out is um, by Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach. It's called God Give Me Strength. If um, I defy anyone to listen to this and not shed a tear or at least get emotional. Um, he's written songs for, well, Where Do You Start? Beyond uh, Warwick. Perry Como, um, <laughs> the Shirelles, uh, Gene Pitney, the list goes on. Even Richard Chamberlain is in there. Uh, my my favourite song out of, out of his, and that was my this this was my guilty pleasure. I didn't get into Bird Bacharach until well, two things happened. One, I saw a thing on Sky Arts. And it was a dedication to him and all the people that he'd written songs for came up on stage and played the songs in front of him and he accompanied accompanied them uh with the, with the piano i didn't i didn't realize he, he he composed these you know it's a bit like john williams the great john williams you know oh god did he write that and did he write that um but raindrops keep falling on my head would be in there as um as, yeah. as, uh, as a song that's very dear to my heart for a number of reasons. One, it's um, it's a great film and it's got so many memories attached to it. It's um, un- the film Mark is talking about Paint Your Wagon. Uh, we just lost Mark temporarily. Um, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mark, sorry, we, we lost you. Um, lost you. About 10 seconds ago. I wrongly, I wrongly called the film. Oh, you me now? Am I back now? <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, in yeah, Burt Bacharach is on as my heavy pleasure. Burt, yeah, Burt Bacharach. <laughs> I've got Stephen to thank for that because uh, I was I was going through all these songs uh, over the over the last week, and then suddenly Stephen came up with this, and then the Elvis Costello song. And I listened to it today, and I thought, "Wow, this isn't the first time that Burt Bacharach has hit me for six over the boundary." Uh, not many people realize how just phenomenal. This this guy is as a composer of music, and oh, um, prolific. Yeah, he goes in as my number four. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a great choice. I've got um, a Deacon Blue EP as well. Deacon Blue covered four songs, four back mm-hmm. I think Backrack and David songs. But I'll never fall in love again. Is one yeah, and that, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's called the Backrack EP, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, really nice. And like you say, hundreds, hundreds of songs. Prolific. Yeah. See, oh, see if you brilliant mark, see if you what yeah yeah if, if you wiki work Bacharach it's just amazing and I, I didn't realize how much he had contributed to music until I, I watched him that night in Sky Arts and all of these very famous music artists um, came up and paid tribute to him and sang the songs that he wrote yeah, yeah, he did. Um, like, him and Hal David, Dusty Springfield. Do you know the way to San Jose? And, yeah, I think. wow. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's written some classic stuff. He again, walk on by, walk on by is the big one. Yeah, there's yeah. always something to, there to remind me. Always Hello something Price, like to Hello that was the one, yeah. Yeah. Watch New Pussycat, did that one as well. Oh, yeah. Wow, blimey. Oh, yeah. Alfie. Yeah. Cella Black. We could go on, we could go on and on. Okay. Say Little Prayer is one as well. Yeah. Um, oh, there's just so, so many. He just churned them out. Yeah, churned them out. Bacharach and David, wasn't it? Hal David, yeah. I don't yeah. know how much they wrote together and how much was separate, really. But yeah, the, the the one the one I would ask you to listen to, the one I would like on the yeah. on the um on the playlist is God Give Me Strength by Elvis Costello and Bert Bacharach. Yeah, I got that album. That's that was recommended to me by um by Keith. Uh, I'm actually meeting up with Keith tomorrow, so I'll, I'll play that. And and quite a few years ago we were in a similar kind of thing, although it wasn't a podcast, but Every it was about ten of us, and we had to take it in turns to nominate a great album. And, and Keith came up um, with this album, and I bought it. I just couldn't, I couldn't quite get into it. But I'm going to have to give it another yeah. listen. I think. Good. I've yeah, got it. I, I think I paid, bought it off Music Magpie for something stupid like one pound twenty three. Nice. Yeah. Low, like you can, you know. See, yeah. It's a red cover with um, the guys. Uh, pictures in black and white, I think. Yeah, that's it. It's got red in the red in the top and bottom. But yeah, you know, more importantly, this edged starship. We built this city in the fifth place. Mm -hmm. Nice. Says good. it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay then. Um, in the interest of time, I'm going to move this on to Darren. Oh, right. Okay. So my final guilty yep. pleasure. So I've loved a lot of this artist's career, certainly not all of it, but the later years, the early stuff I wasn't really keen on. Um, <laughs> that would have been proper guilty pleasures. But the last four decades of what this artist has done have been amazing. Um, if I asked you to name five tracks, you could do it easily. Everybody that's listening, I reckon. If I asked you to name 10 tracks, you'd be all right. You could probably name 20 tracks. Um, 15 studio albums, 13 compilation albums, nine live uh, EPs and uh, albums, loads of EPs. Um, we just talked, Mark touched on Stock Aitken and Waterman, I think, a minute ago. So it is one of theirs. Um, it's a diminutive Kylie Minogue. Um, I've mentioned it before, I think, and touched on the fact that 
I can't remember what I said about it. Some of it was good. But another artist that, I mean, reinventing herself is quite a strong word to use, I think. But she's reinvented her music. Reestablished herself, at least. Reestablished herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's gone out of favour at times and exactly jumped back with some banging songs. Um, To have a career spanning five decades, from her days in Neighbours to some dodgy films, but the music's always been really good. Maybe I should be so lucky and locomotion aside, but but even though they were of her time, she was sort of bursting out of soap opera and finding her niche or her way out. Um, and then she's come up with songs like Spinning Around, Can't Get You Out Of My Head. Uh, her last couple albums, there was a song called I Was Gonna Cancel, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and I just think, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, I think I've said before, I bumped into her once at Reading Festival and sat and shared a drink with her, which was a surreal moment. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember much of it for various reasons. But, sure, she says the yeah. same. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, actually, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was good. I've got a photo to prove it, which I'll find one day and let you see. But, um, yeah, we don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> oh, I'll prove it. I have my Exeter City shirt on. I have my Exeter City football shirt. Um, I look like I was very under the influence, probably because I may have been. Um, and I don't really remember what we spoke about, but a mate of mine took a photo, and I think we're in front of an ice cream van, randomly. Um, and she wasn't even performing at the festival, but my mate said, that's Kylie Minogue. I went, nah. But, yeah, it was. <laughs> and she was really nice she was lovely but even shorter than me and i'm short so uh but yeah i and i do put a bit of kylie on every again like all these guilty pleasures it's not something you play every saturday or every day of a week but um she'll go on once or twice a year definitely <laughs> so there you go the cat's yeah. out of the bag any other kylie fans yeah i've got <laughs> i've got I've got about three albums on vinyl at four. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I have to to say, um, when I was throwing around my head, Guilty Pleasures, I I love her duet with Jason Donovan, especially for you. (laughs) Yeah. That would be... I I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I I just think that's such a lovely um, ditzy love song. It's, It's very... It's very pure, simple, innocent. Uh, back in the day of, back in the days of uh, when you know, neighbours was part of our lives, and the whole are they, aren't they, <laughs> going out with each other? Yeah. Uh, and Jason definitely needed Kylie more than he, he, uh, she needed him. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah if, if if I want to get in a good mood, I'd stick something like Kylie on. Not that yeah. I have though. Not that I have. That could be part You're of my very therapy. Often in a good I mood, stick... are you, Mark? Pardon me? Say again? You're not very often in a good mood. No, especially no. when you're about. <laughs> yeah, you need to get some Kylie on, Mark. It helps. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think, think Kylie, yeah, she loves the spirits. So, um, yeah. Good call. Good call. Great call. Yeah, she had to be in there, didn't she, really? She's just amazing. She's up, you know. We're, we spoke about Olivia Newton-John, and but there are. It's not because they're female and Aussie. It's just the people that they are. They take the talent that they have, 
Hmm. And they augment it. So they're not like great bands that we talk about, like Simple Minds and Talking Heads and Genesis and U2 and what have you. They are folk who know their limits and push them and become just even bigger than what they could have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. They, they, or what, they, what people oh, thought they could have been, shall I say. They, they've got some massive management companies behind them. I mean, Kylie is not just a performer. She's a perfume. She's a wine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's a, it's, it's a massive... Um, if you, if you, what's the word? It's almost like an, well, an she's industry. a conglomerate. conglomerate she's a conglomerate, right? yeah. It's the yeah. Ivy brand yeah. that everybody loves. You know, you see a bottle of wine in Asda or wherever you are with Kylie on it. Oh, I'll try that. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, we've got one next door, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, sparkling wine as well, some of that, but I mean, she's just, so she, she's obviously, she, great talent but she's obviously got some greater people around her and she has over the years um you know you know we've seen it like people like madonna as well you know they have some big people around them yeah. who open doors yeah yeah absolutely yeah but yeah she's great yeah yeah i, I wouldn't put kaylee uh in the league of madonna though no but that what i was trying to explain is that people around people yeah. around who are making things happen yeah so, you know when madonna was i think madonna is more of a self-minded i was gonna uh, say that's uh, self in yeah she pushes that all forward doesn't she yeah well as, as well as that i think she's a greater musical talent i think madonna uh was made for Pop. music composing it singing it writing it or whatever she was made for pop rock Kylie slipped into it a bit like Olivia Newton-John. I think the two of them slipped into it from another uh, profession. Yeah, and um, yeah. were made successful by the people around yeah. them. They've had, and, and, had, they've had people around them who who are able to yeah, and, and, use and the, them whatever way to make them like a yeah. A but the, but the reason I'll get, why your, they have, I'll get your point, Mark. I'll get your yeah, point. no, but the, I think the reason why they have people around them is because they are so good. They see the potential, or they they saw the potential, and that's why they are massive now. And and fair play, Kylie. Kylie's amazing. I'd love to see her live. Love to see her live. Um, yeah, Radio Two in the park. She was she headlined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I can't get her out of my head. <laughs> You touched on her earlier as well, didn't you? You said, like, uh, was it like Olivia Newton-John? She's had breast cancer and yeah. you know, things to get over in her life, especially relationships as well. She's struggled with, hasn't she, over the years? Yeah. But keeps on going. The, the time I've mentioned, I won't go into it now, but the time that I dropped, um, Charlotte was on work experience down at um, um, TV AM, whatever it was called at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, I dropped her off at 20 past five in the morning at Luton Station. And two hours later, um, she was on, on national television um, talking to Kylie Minogue. But she, she was one of these, you know, working in the set. And I just, Kylie was kind of thanking the, the, the people working in the studio for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I 
nicely been on Dan Brown and there with Charlotte. Brilliant. That was class. That was class. And you never hear a bad you never hear a bad word about her as well. You never hear a bad whereas Madonna, Madonna's notoriously a bit of a Madonna, pre Madonna. <laughs> yeah. But whereas Kylie and, and uh, Olivia Newton John, you never hear anything bad about them. They're no. they're just they're they're, they're kind kind and they're cordial to everyone. They meet yeah. like John Travolta was seen in a supermarket. <laughs> was it last was it last week down down your neck of the woods? Yeah, he was in somewhere in Norfolk. It was on the national news last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. On the local and the national news. Nice. One more. One more. And this is, uh, I'm thinking of Kieran O'Sullivan, who. Because oh, yeah. he was, uh, I think he said something about Genesis in one of his. I was going to go for one of Karen's as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so I'm thinking back to 1978. We used to go around to my friend Rob's place. He had this this smashing sort of pad. He had a, a what well, it was a garage, but I think it, it was more than a garage. Um, it was pretty long, probably about 20, 20 foot long, something like that, or maybe 25 foot long. And it had an annex. There was a big part above. And that's where we all used to hang out. So a lot of us used to work in the supermarket together, had fairly similar tastes in music. And we'd go to Rob's place afterwards, had a little oil wheel going in the background. We'd have our drinks up there, playing all the different music. There was a lot of music actually created in there as well, which was good. And um, 1978, um, Genesis album came out and then there were three. But people will who will know that that's kind of a, a a dividing line that some people won't step over. Uh, people who used to listen to them up until then uh, would have had it would have been a five piece and a four piece, and after uh, Wind and Wuthering, Steve Hackett left, and then uh, and next album was then and then there were three when you had Collins, Rutherford, and Banks left in the band. We put this all on and we were all quite hopeful, optimistic it was going to be a good album. I think we got through the first side, maybe played one track on the second side and we all agreed. Basically, the record was pulled off the record player. One of the guys, Colin, got his compass out and we had a ceremonial scratching of the album and we threw the album away in disgust. It, it was... It, it, so anathema to, to Genesis lovers. And that was it. Never, ever going to listen to another Genesis album. Two years later, they bring out Duke. And of, of all of the, the albums they've released when it's just been the three of them, that is the only one which I really do enjoy. Um, and I, I feel a bit guilty and dirty even thinking about or talking about it. Um <laughs> What I understand about the album, so there's some great, there's, there's many good good tracks on there, but they actually rearranged the order. They had something that was called the Duke Suite on there, because I think there's different songs, Duchess, Duke on there, but they didn't, but that would have been 20 odd minutes, 22 minutes. They didn't want it to be remotely progressive or come over as being called progressive, so they reordered the, the tracks on the album. 
um, great songs, great albums, a great, great album, which I really love. I'm not saying there aren't, haven't been other good Genesis uh, albums and each to his own, everyone likes it. I've, I've always struggled a little bit with, with them since since they were just three of them. Um, but for me, to this day, if I play Duke, I do feel a bit guilty about it. I, I am not a massive Genesis fan, I have to say, but I, I do have, and I should sport the Duke t-shirt sometime for you okay. as, yeah. a, as a homage. Uh, what I would say is that the first vinyl that I ever experienced, uh, so I heard the, the first time I got into Genesis would have been 86, Invisible Touch, right? Sorry, okay. sorry no. to say that. I'm sorry. Um, commercially, incredibly yeah, successful. And before that, um, you had Phil Collins, Face Value, uh, Hello, I Must Be Going, etc. Et yeah, yeah. But the first vinyl record that I had in my hand of Genesis was and then there were three. Yeah. And I and I loved it because it had one of the most wonderful love songs on it. Follow you, follow me. Yep. And um but I I, I, I like Duke for so many reasons. Turn it on again. Oh, I think Turn amazing. It On Again is on that, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's just that pounds into your heart, that one. And um, I follow, there's a lassie I follow on uh, Twitter. You might do as well, uh, David. She um, she believes she's the love child of Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. Oh, right. Yeah. Who is it? And uh, she, yeah, um, her name's uh, Brady. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Brady comes up every now and again, and uh, she'll she'll go into the window, mothering foxtrot. Yeah, selling English England by the pound. All the great yeah. older the classic, Genesis yeah. albums, classic prog rock albums, and I I only got into them mid thirties until now, and I can see now why so many Genesis fans would be epically pissed off after and then there were three it, it was just a it was a 180 degree turn yeah. in the way they, they approach music yeah. but it shows how great Genesis are and were they, they went from prog rock to commercially very successful yeah yeah as a, as a pop rock band and all power to them you know delighted for them that's where they wanted to go I think it's just the, yeah. the people who had enjoyed the music up until then um, they were looking for something else, and um, yeah. it, that didn't satisfy it. There's plenty of other music to to go to go looking for. So, so why Duke then? What what stuck out for you uh, with Duke? Oh, Was it behind the lines, something like that? that they... I think. Well, I, I'm not sure there are many missteps in the whole album. You know, yeah. they're, they're all very good. They're all good songs. Uh, they're, they're not they're kind of a lot of the typical well they're not some of their cliche pop songs that they do um you know duke duchess there's there's a lot of uh, a great understand it on say again 
misunderstanding was misunderstanding that? there must be some misunderstanding what's what's the, what's the one that starts off uh with um it's it's like drums but it's it's almost on water it's like do, 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 do. it's either duke or duchess i think yeah there's one of them it's a complete it's a, mu a musical effort yeah. um, a, a very good album I'm happy to put it on uh, and enjoy it I'll, I'll actually probably if I get a chance I'll probably put it on again tomorrow just to, as, a, as a nod as a nod to um, the, the love of it which would be good to do it doesn't come out very often but there's not uh, some of the other albums I just couldn't put on on at all what was what was uh, Home by the Sea which album was that? That was off the live one, wasn't it? The one, the Genesis one. Yeah, mm -hmm. home, home by the Sea. There was Home by the Sea one and two. I think that was just off the live one. Uh, the Lamb Lies yeah. Down Broadway, was it? Yeah. Got a feeling. Dave will know he's the expert. I can't remember. Yeah. Doesn't, I'm just trying to. Just trying to remind myself. Oh, you're getting old, Div. That is true. I can't deny that. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do like Genesis. And I, and I like them for so many reasons. Um, yeah, it's quite on, sad. Yeah, it's, it's the live album just called Genesis, which came out after Duke. Oh, right. The one with the lights. Yeah, yeah. 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 The three cubes or... I think they're ice cubes, yeah. aren't they? I think it's yeah. I like them. Yeah, I like them. I, I, well, I wouldn't say for so many reasons. I like them for uh, the reasons that they they went from a bit like Fleetwood Mac. They they went from being one type of band strictly to another. Mm. So Genesis were prog rock and yep. became commercially yep. rock pop. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, well, how would you describe them in the early days? Well, I went through. They were blue, they were blues orientated when blues, they were Peter Green. Yeah, um, yeah, Peter Green, and then went. And then they went mainstream as well, like no, Gen no, Genesis. No, they didn't. Yeah. They had another period then afterwards, which I, th I think Bob Welsh joined them for a uh, for quite a while. Albatross. That have been Albatross and. Uh, I can't remember. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, so I mean, they had things I, like "Oh Well," that was with Peter Green, and then they went yeah. through that transient phase of yeah, and and then Lindsay Buckingham came in and Stevie Lindsay Nicks Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks, yeah, and that took them then on the oh, sorry a, a, a phenomenal rise in their fame and and popularity. Yeah, oh, I like the the angle that Dave's come on this one because. It's almost like it's a betrayal of one of his favourites. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it feels um, wrong because yeah. um, the lineup, you know, is no longer as it was, uh, you know, without PG there. Yeah, and, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was going against the grain. I suppose it's a bit like me liking later Strangler albums. The Stranglers oh, were like a bit that. Yeah. Um, yeah but, a bit uh, like that. Yeah, so an interesting angle on that one. Yeah, guys, we've done it. Yes. Yeah.
Yeah. I'm absolutely exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a tough day at work, but this was tougher. <laughs> it was. It yeah, was, it was tough. It, it was, was tough. tough. I have to go for something easier next time. I don't suggest we choose it now, but let's yeah. let's find something. We do a easier. year, Ross. Can we do a year again? Let's do a year yeah. and let's do singles and keep it sweet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why this was tough. Work. I don't know why it was tough because it's it's like you want to pick something that, um, yeah, self-indulgent. I think it's because we don't play them very often. That's maybe, maybe a good point. Maybe. Yeah. Set your brain for what do you like to play when you want to. Um, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because there were certain songs, and I, I fired them over to a friend of mine, and I said, "Oh, All Saints and Sugar Babes and all the rest of them." And yeah. Like, oh, that's a great song. I'm like, it's a great song, but I shouldn't really like it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I had I had Britney Spears and Taylor Swift on my list, as well as Robbie Williams, which Karen suggested as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we were just. Maybe we're just getting old. I, I think <laughs> there's a bit, I think a bit of therapy that comes comes associated with this as well, just by digging it up and and thinking the why and and the how and and yeah. maybe realizing you don't mind talking about it so much now. The thing well, is, of all the artists we've mentioned tonight, they're all great in their own right. Yeah, completely. And, and, probably, um, and you know, majority of them will have a, f- a fantastic fan base. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One way here, or the other. Here's, here's, here's a thing as well. When you were a kid or in your teens, you would have been averse to saying to folk or saying to your your peers, you know, your friend friend base, I, I'm really into Burt Bacharach or I'm really into um, ABBA. Yeah, or or the BGS. These days, I'm I'm very comfortable with that. I'm very comfortable with, and I and I guess it's um, it's well whether it's us getting older, uh, whether it's society becoming more acceptable of, you know, who we all are. It could be that. Just um, maturity, isn't it? It's it is maturity, that. Yeah. Maturity. Yeah. Um, like I, I love younger folk turning around and saying, "Oh, I love this band, I love that band," and they're from the sixties, seventies, eighties, and um, it's it's very refreshing. But what it also emphasises is that music, I don't think, has. Well, and now I'm sounding like my dad. It, I don't think it's progressed in a good way. I think that the best music of our times has been the fifties. The sixties, the seventies, the eighties, and nineties. Arguably, I just think now it's it's completely insipid. I can't think of. You used to have. We've discussed this before. The year next nineteen sixty seven, sixty eight, when we covered one of the years, you had countless hits. Countless hits that are so memorable, even forty years, fifty years later. Can you name me ten in the last year? And that's what it charts songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, can, can you can you tell me ten that will be remembered in forty, fifty years time, like they were in nineteen sixty-seven, sixty-eight? No, I don't think they will. Be. I certainly There's probably a few um, rapping tunes done by Dave and what's his name? Um, H. Uh, Stormzy. Yeah, I don't think they'll be remembered in fifty years. I think the music thing's 
it's changed. It's um, um, it, it's all started with there's not as much um, coverage of current music on live tele on 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 prime television anymore. You might get it once and again with the you know with the the, the awards things, but. I just think majority of people watching those programs won't have heard of those bands. So principally because, you know, that people probably don't listen, not a lot of people will listen to Radio 1 these days. Um, and there's not the opportunity for people to see bands on the on the television like, they, like we did on Top of the Pop. You don't get people coming to you and saying, I've just got this new album by whoever it might be. So you really need to listen to this because they people don't the younger people don't don't tend to buy don't tend to buy the music on vinyl now to give it to you it's downloaded or it's streamed and mm. that's where things get missed and the the opportunities to introduce people to to something new music is missed and often um, not played as an album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and the one thing I would say is you, you don't, you know, going back to what Alan said about Radio 1, you don't have the likes of John Pale. Uh, guys, gals who are out there looking for mm. great music. And, and uh, the, the, these are the guys who used to feed us with, you might like this, you might not, Whispering Bob Harris on the old Grey Whistle yeah. Test, John Pale on the Radio One, yeah, and you would you would sit up and you would listen to it, and you'd be excited on a Thursday night and on a Sunday night whenever um, the top forty came out, wondering what what had made yeah, yeah. it into the charts. Yeah, you didn't. You just don't. You don't get that now. You just don't get it, and I think that's that's quite. It's it's a dilution of what is out there no, no it's different you can't i don't think you can say that because kids today or kids people get it from logging on to to insta or tiktok you know they they they, they consume their entertainment in a different way to the way we did yeah but what, what i'm what i'm saying is that it was a staple uh culturally that we'd all sit there and watch you know Top of the Pops, or they listen to the Top Forty a Thursday and a yeah. Sunday, and everybody would know. There was a shared was experience. There's a national there shared, a shared ex experience. National yes. shared experience. A, exactly a staple in 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 the of society. Now you've got everything floating about everywhere. Nobody knows what is great music. There could be some fantastic music out there, but us as oldies, we aren't getting it. We aren't getting it. We're looking back at the the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and um, if anybody's listening, you know, give us a hand here because I'd love to know what's going on out there. I'm listening to stuff that is great music right now because <coughs> I, I I wouldn't have a clue of what channel you know whether it be. I don't know, um, TikTok or whatever to, to go down. I I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't I have a clue. What's number What's number What's number one this week? Do Do you know what what is number one no. this week? I think there is still a chart show on B on Radio One. 
but I could, mm-hmm. but no, I wouldn't yeah. have listened to it. Um, no, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's not for us anyway. Well, uh, my daughter agrees. Well, what we're missing she... out on? Say again? I know there are some great guys out there, you know, doing stuff. I'm going to name check me. I don't know. I think that's what's on my head. Um, but Calvin Harris, he, he's obviously doing some great stuff out there. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of sort of female, like Phoebe Bridges is brilliant at the moment. I don't know if you've heard any of her yet. But no. she's well worth a listen. Yeah. Maybe we need to, somebody to come on and give us an introduction to this. Well, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. what I'm allude. That's what exactly what I'm alluding to, yeah. and I'm glad you said that because the reason why I'm I'm, I'm generating this conversation is, is because on Saturday I had a chat with my daughter Grace, who's 14 at on 15, and um, she's talking about gigs she'd like to go to. Some of them are very very obvious, and I thought, right, I'd love to take you to that. And her mum won't, won't take her to it because she doesn't like the artist. Like Adele, for example, right? She doesn't like Adele. And um, others, but others she listed. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard of those guys. I'll go with you. I'll take you along. But being on the pulse, it's you're, you're very hopeful that your, your son or daughter will like the music that you love to you yeah. know, listen to as well. And that's quite selfish. Whereas I'd like to be sitting there going, all right, okay, haven't heard of these guys. I'll go with you. I'll listen to this. Give it a chance. So if we, if we can get folk on who will, um, you know, tell the old codgers what to be looking out for, that'll be great. Yeah. Excellent. And that will be our uh, ask for the show. Thank you. Good show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Until we meet again, guys, have a good good couple of weeks till we meet up again yeah I'm gonna have something to eat yeah yep same here cheers nice one thank you very much everyone for listening bye all cheers thank you bye bye bye